Welcome to the Shoot Around Podcast, episode one. Uh, my name's Josh. My name is Mackenzie, and uh, we are basketball addicts. Um, we just want to talk about some basketball, shoot the shit, sh- hence the Shoot Around Podcast. Correct. Yeah. So uh, we hope you guys like listening to people talk about basketball and and throw random shit in there and and a bunch of you know questionable takes. <laughs> There's uh, going to be a lot of those. So there get will ready. be. Prepare yourselves, open a window because the takes will be very hot. Uh, yeah, turn the AC on, that sort of thing. Get some airflow in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just a little bit of background. Uh, I'm from Canada. I've been in Australia for a couple years. I met Josh through a basketball team. Uh, it turns out we were both just absurdly addicted to basketball, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, decided let's, let's talk hoops. What about you, Josh? Yeah, um, uh, I'm uh, Sydney born, moved to Brisbane. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we, we ended up winning the premiership last year um, in our basketball team. And yep. we decided that, you know, other people needed to hear what we had to say about basketball because yeah. it was almost ridiculous how much we talked about it, that uh, we got bored of hearing each other talk about it. And now, mostly, yeah. now other people get to hear us talk about it. And mostly people will probably be using it to fall asleep. Yeah. Like a good sleep aid. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Good I think guys. so, man. Yeah. Like if, if you're listening to us and you're falling asleep, Good night. Yeah. Have and a good one. We'll see you on the next episode if you don't listen to this one. At 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, basically, I uh, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of the season that's coming up. Um, Look, fir- firstly, let's follow us on Instagram, oh, uh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, uh, at the Shoot Around Pod. Um, I think uh, Twitter is just Shoot Around Pod. Um, I can check that though. You're probably right, yeah. I, I made all these through the week, man. Give me a break. <laughs> you were doing enough work. I, I, I'm just disappointed. It's the Inconsistency is just... We haven't uploaded anything today, so that's a problem. Yeah, um, we'll get on it. Yeah, so it's just at ShootaroundPod on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, everything else is the Shootaround Podcast. Yep. Um, so yeah, follow us on, on everything you can find us on. We'll, we'll upload a bunch of stuff for you guys to, um, stay entertained and, and, you know, plenty of questions for you guys as well. Um, and if you have anything to ask us, just, you know, shoot it. DM. Hit, yeah. hit up the DMs. Yeah. Slide in there. Yeah. <laughs> pause. Slide right in. So, um, pause, yeah, pause. moving on to the, basically we're going to run through a bit of the regular season that's coming up. Yep. Uh, a bit of a draft review, so to speak. Try to make quick hitters on it. Just hit them with the first half of the season. I reckon like the, the key dates on the first half. Yeah, absolutely. So first half of the season, uh, December 1st here, we're looking at training camps until December 11th. Yep. Uh, that's when preseason starts until the 19th. Uh, December 22nd is opening night. Yep. Uh, there's definitely going to be some Christmas games, so look out for that. And then uh, All-Star break is March 10th to March – sorry, March 5th to March 10th. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit later than usual. Uh, unfortunately, that misses Josh's birthday as per usual, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, normally, and I take that day off and you know make it sound like I'm watching the All Star game. Yeah, but really, I'm falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> Not a big All Star guy, but hey, fair look, enough. If it's on my birthday, I'll take it. Um, okay. But yeah, this year it doesn't fall there. I was hoping to say like we could get Adam Silver on the line and just discuss moving that back for you, but. If you're gonna fall asleep, well, we won't worry no, about it. No, let's let's call Adam. Let's get him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. You speed dial, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I think you, I thought you did. I'll okay. just start typing a number and we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Sounds anyway, like a good plan. Yeah, let's let's um let's get into the podcast. Let's yeah. get cracking. All right. So, 
Uh, we'll start with the draft. Um, we'll let Josh start here. So we're going to pick winners, losers, and sleepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead us off. I have a returning star in, in my uh, winners section. So a guy that, that's been subject of a lot of trade rumors. And, and uh, you know, two guys actually on that team have just been thrown around the trade mill. Like there's, there's nothing else going on over there. Um, yeah, I got, I got Washington picking up Denny oh, Abdia okay. uh, at nine falling right. out of the top three i thought that was ridiculous yeah he um, was worthy of a pick man like that. i i think he he's a better uh better prospect than wiseman um that's a hot take but i i do think that denny is a better better prospect than than wiseman um and i look i like Lamelo too but i i do think that that denny has you know a lot in his game that that those guys don't um he has a more well-rounded game i'll give you that yeah um, I don't agree that the Wizards won, but that's obviously, it's, this is your take. Um, but yeah, Denny's good. He's a great player. Uh, very versatile, very high IQ, even yep. at a young age. Yeah. Played in Europe against men. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bonus. Yeah. It's not just, I, I like the, like, we talked a little bit before the podcast, like, in Europe, you have soft Euro syndrome yeah. that a lot of uh, the GMs are looking at, maybe yeah. a bit too much. Yeah. But they're playing against men. Yeah. In college. Yeah, guys like you know Wiseman or whatever, they're playing against a bunch of guys that are going to go to class the next day, and it's it's not like a, a real. The, the focus of the rest of the players is not as serious as in like a Euro League where it's like they're playing for money, uh, it's a profession, yeah, so to speak. College is a little bit more laid back. There's still a lot of good players, but the level of competition is higher in Europe. Yeah, look, I think it's a, it's a really professional system. Over there. I, I think that a lot of people underestimate just how how serious basketball is over there. I Absolutely. Think, I think the the uh, stigma of, of the NBA being the you know the only basketball yeah. competition in the world is is played out. Um, I think you know Luca is testament to that. Absolutely. Um, plus, a lot of the guys coming over to Australia and then going back. You know, these yeah. these are guys that That's can true. easily transition from the NBL to the NBA. You know, I've seen um, Bogut do it, although he <laughs> finished with the MVP over here. He's yeah. no MVP <laughs> in the NBA, yeah, but yeah. he is a good NBA player. Absolutely, um, and he ends up going over there and and you know putting up double doubles. And yeah, yeah. the comparison is there for NBA players to be NBA ready from the NBL. Um, and Absolutely. even you know coming out of Europe, it's the same story. Like these are guys that have only just missed the cut or have made the cut professionally over yeah, there that's right. and have been there for years and years. Um, so I, I think that, that that Danny pick is is very impressive. Look, the other guy I really like on um, on the Wizards now is Cassius Winston. Mm. I think that is one that fell way too far. Um, he's a guy that, that put up some big numbers in, in college um, and is a leader. He, he is an absolute leader. Right. Um, Floor general? Yeah, man. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he put in a double-double uh, against Duke. Um, so that, that was the Zion Williamson-Duke uh, right. team that, that was knocked out that year. High-profile type yeah, of game. Yeah, that's yeah he, he was big in that one. He put up 20 points and, and 10 assists. And okay. like the leadership, the stuff that, that's just not measurable – you know, that's the type of stuff that, that really jumps off the page with him. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. just, just seeing the way that, that he dictates a game and gets the guys around him to rally is, is very impressive. 
Um, he would learn a lot from John Wall too, presumably, if he sticks around. If he sticks around. A lot of rumors flying yeah. around with him and Beal and what have you, but yeah. Like he's a consistent shooter too, and I think that's something that a lot of a lot of teams need, especially off the bench. You know, having a guy that you can just plug straight in. He reminds me a lot of Malcolm Brogdon, and mm. and the rookie season that Malcolm Brogdon had, um, where he just came on the ba- came off the bench and shot lights out from three. Um, this is a dude that's that averaged 18.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, and, and 6 assists, um, as well as over one steal a game. Um, so, man, defensively, he's there. Um, this is 2.5 three-pointers a game on 44% shooting. That's good. So the guy is Solid, very yeah. impressive. He's very impressive. Um, Sounds like he's got a mature game. He is, man. A w- a very well-rounded game. Very the, well-rounded. The Wizards need, like... They need is they need what they can get, and you're you're probably you're on it. Like Denny and him, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, did you have any other points with that? No, man. That that's, that's all. That's all I got. I really do think that Cassius could be a, a dark horse for that Rookie of the Year. Okay. I, I really do think that this guy is going to be very good. Very that's, good. I, I think that's again that's a fairly hot take for Rookie <laughs> of the Year. But I mean, the second round pick. Yeah, no. Like, if he's in that a, good, that would be amazing. That's a, very Brogdon of him if yeah. he were to do that in a draft with you know the amount of good guys that there were. I, I really think that he was a steal. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, and this is probably going to be controversial, uh, but I had the Pistons winning the draft. Uh, I wouldn't say they won the off season by any stretch of the imagination, because their roster is an absolute mess. But uh, the we'll Pistons. We'll get into that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. They're a hot topic. Yeah. They're worth talking about for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but they picked up Killian Hayes, who yep. I thought was a top 10. Well, he went, he went top 10, but I thought he was very, very good uh, in the limited, like from what you saw of him over in Europe, uh, he was really good. He can be a starting player next to Derrick Rose for now, and he probably is going to get a lot of minutes. Uh, I hope Dwayne Casey uses him right. I'm not the biggest Dwayne Casey fan. Yeah. And this, I'm as a Raptor fan, like... We had to deal with him for many years. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. But then they also got uh, Isaiah Stewart at 16. Mm. Great center prospect. Uh, the Pistons have a glut of centers, which yeah. is kind of shocking. Well, yeah, especially picking up a guy like that, you know, who, who was a projected lottery pick. That's right. As I said, you know, yeah. uh, before the pod, he, he is a very good prospect. Yeah. Um, I think the athleticism is what jumps off the page the most with a guy like that. Yeah. Um, his height is nothing, you know, physically that special right as far as his height yeah. and, and his wingspan it's nothing that jumps off the page but the athleticism is there especially yes. for a guy that big um he, yeah that that kind of uh, bam out of bio build that's what i was thinking yeah. yeah that sort of athlete and that type of game hopefully well I he mean, doesn't i don't think he has the same passing and no, vision not yet. but yeah that that athleticism and that ability to to He's dunk versatile. the ball and yeah. and blow by people is is definitely there so the Pistons also, in addition to Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart, they picked up uh, Sadiq Bey. He's another guy I really like. So I just feel like the Pistons won the draft, not based on like high quality, like a single or two guys, but mm. they got three, like they, they kind of got like three 7.5s mm. as opposed to getting like a 9.5 in like Edwards or whatever. So I think Man, that I wouldn't even put Edwards up there. <laughs> no, he's, uh, I, I think it's a bit high actually. Yeah. I think, I think. Honestly, that Edwards... I don't like the Edwards pick. With the T-Wolves? I don't like that pick, man. Oh, dude. I don't like that pick. Well, I think we can get into that in a minute because actually, like, I had a header here. I wanted to talk about Edwards specifically. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because okay. he's, he's an enigmatic selection and yep. player yep. and personality. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's a lot to unfold there. Yeah. But uh, why don't you go ahead and pick your loser? Uh, man, I think this is. Um, look, it's not a. They're not losers for who they picked. Okay. Um, I think they're losers for uh, picking a position that they already mm. have stacked. Okay. Um, where they could have gone a different route and possibly right. picked up a guy with more value. Um, they also passed on Halliburton, which... <laughs> Every team that passed on Halliburton might be a loser. That's man, the that's thing. really grinding my gears. Go on. Yeah, go <laughs> Really on. grinding my gears. Um, look, they've... Once I name these forwards, you're going to... Like, they needed a point guard, and, mm. and they ended up picking a guy with, you know... I think who it would be. Jump off the board athleticism. Yeah, man, who, who do you think it is? So they picked a forward. Yeah. And they need a guard. Yes. A, like a floor of general. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Actually, go on. It's, it's your favorite team. Really? It's the Knicks. Oh. <laughs> the Knicks. Oh, dude. Yeah. Top it. Of course. They yeah. picked another power forward. Yeah. 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 Man, this is. Look, I like. Uh, I like Toppin. Okay. I. So I, do I. Don't yeah. don't get me wrong He's here. Nice. This is nothing against Obi Toppin, and he could potentially turn out to be a nice pick. Yeah. But I I think the Knicks, as an organization lost the draft um wow. they they had you know you've got guys like kevin knox that they traded for amari spellman uh they've got braz Dikas on yeah. the roster who's a shooter like that guy yeah. can shoot um and and julius randall who they gave a lot of money this big contract to and you know yeah. I, I think when you've got a guy like halliburton there you you need a point guard why why pick a power forward with athleticism when you've got guys like that on the roster already. I know what you mean, yeah. You know, and, and look, for all of Obi's topside, for a team that defensively struggled, like... Big time. Big time last year. <laughs> One of the worst, if not the worst. Yeah. I think um, the Cavs might have been the worst, but yeah, they're in the bottom five. They were terrible. Yeah. that's I think that says enough. And they pick a guy that can't really defend or hasn't shown that he's able to defend, um, was really lazy uh on the defensive side of the ball yeah, and, he and he would leak out really early and that's that's a problem especially in the nba when you've got teams that'll catch that and then you're shorter man yeah that's it that's you know, right like that's a guy that's ready to run and wants to pull off a highlight play like yeah it's not a bad thing but you need to help on the defensive side of the ball it's also yeah not not exactly the, p the pick they needed i think they went for that pick because he might have been again they passed on halliburton and uh, look, that's where I see your point of like they need a guard. Halliburton is potentially a triple double threat. Yeah. You know, every night. Like Absolutely. The, he he picks up big time numbers and knows it's the be, game. beyond the numbers. He is a he is a floor general and has the potential to be someone that can manage your team. Um, and especially with a guy like RJ Barrett who has the he has the ability to handle the ball, but I don't think that the Knicks have managed that pick right to this point. As far as you know, giving him the ball and being like, okay, you know, here yeah, you go. not really any structure around it. It's just kind of being, hey, here's your, here's your team. I'll tell you what, actually, now that you bring that up, uh, Barrett obviously he has a lot of talent. I hope he works out. It, it might not be the right team for him, although yeah. I do think he's yeah he's a special talent in different in a lot of different regards. But if you were to put Halliburton next to them, that's that could be the backcourt of your future. Yeah. So I I kind of agree that the yeah. Knicks are maybe not they weren't my pick for the losers but they're one of the three biggest losers of the draft. Like, yeah. 
And again, I just want to reiterate, that's nothing against Obi Toppin. Yeah, he's sick. Yeah, I, he did. His second year of college was a bit of a worry. Um, he, he had a lot of numbers there that weren't there the year before. The turnovers yeah. went up. Um, and his, his, um, his shooting numbers regressed a little bit. He, he started to miss more shots. Yeah. I think that might be a product of being on the floor more and being the guy. You know, um, at Dayton, at, yeah, yeah um, he was he was the guy there. So, you know, the the increased turnovers are a product of that. But you know, you ideally, especially in college, want to see those things go up. Yeah, you know, for you, sure. you want to see your turnovers decline. You want to see the shooting splits go up. You want a guy, especially taken at that number, yeah, to to be a consistent threat night in night out. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, you're spot on with a lot of that. I think Toppin, if he gets the uh, so like like we were saying, they have a glut at power forward or and just even gross. at bigs. <laughs> yeah, it is it's, gross. it's not a great rotation. Yeah. So like if he gets the minutes and he gets the chance to flourish, it could be good for them. But yeah, I think they probably should have picked up Halliburton. Yeah. Um, my loser uh, was actually the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Because I don't like Patrick Williams at four mm. at all. I mm. like Patrick Williams. Yeah. I was watching his highlights and, and what have you, and I was looking at like even interviews with him. I can see why they might have picked him, but I don't like that pick. It's way too high. Mm. Uh, they would have made more sense for them to move the pick mm. and get a player that moves the needle for them. Yeah. Because right now, that ro- like there's so many rosters in the East that's just like, what is happening right now? The yeah, Pistons, man. the yeah. Bulls, the Knicks, even the Hornets. Again, that's another topic. Cavs. <sighs> <laughs> the bottom five is ugly in yeah. the East, and yeah. no one cares about them. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty rude, actually. Someone does care about them. Lots of people care about them. I apologize. People do care. Yeah. But it's shit at the bottom of the East. It is. It's, it, and it, so my point, sorry, was just that Patrick Williams wasn't the right pick at number four. He's a great defend defensive player, has high potential. Yeah. Uh, his highlights, he looks a bit like not Tyrus Thomas. But he reminds me of that type of like he's ath- his athleticism. He's rangy. Uh, he seems like he will be versatile in the future. And the GM was quoted as saying they can see him improving in their system. What system? The system is just they just got a new coach. <laughs> well, yeah, they got a new coach, and like Billy Donovan's cool. He's a good coach if you have the right players. How but can I, you how can you announce the system before having it out on the floor? Uh, yeah. How can you be like this system's gonna work this for this is, guy? Yeah. You haven't. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen anything. So it was a it was a bit of a stretch. I would have seen would have liked to have seen Patrick Williams go maybe in like the top, you know, maybe in like seven to fourteen. Yeah. I think he was lottery talent. Yeah. But number four is a stretch. I think I think about I had him about ten. Okay. I, I had him yeah. falling to about ten. Um yeah. look, I like him, but again, yeah, that that number four. That's a war. I had him as my boring. Okay. Pick. Like okay. It, I see what you mean. Nothing you know, really special. No, like he's good defensively. He he's good athletically, but going down the list of players that were available. Yeah. And I can circle back around to Tyrese, but I'm not going to do that again. See, that I can see why they wouldn't have picked him. Like Tyrese, again, him falling was a big story in the draft. Mm. But I can see why they didn't pick him because they got have Denny there too, man. Like yeah, that's frustrating yes. for me to see teams pass up on guys that. Yes have played big minutes They're and and almost important sure games yeah these are guys that can step in right away yeah. and you can you can slot them into a system because they have been in multiple systems like Denny's played for a couple of different teams Maccabi Tel Aviv is yeah. is a very good 
uh, EuroLeague team. It uh, is. They had a Murray Stoudemire on that roster too. Like that, they've that's had a, a few good, good players team. come through there recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, looking at at the way that the Bulls went about picking a, a sixth man and a guy that you know he averaged eight points. The numbers don't jump off, and that's not why they picked him. I, that's what was explained by the GM. Again, it was about fit. Uh, they needed a forward, potentially. A, a, they call them a game-changing forward. I can see him being a Jabari Parker-type pick, though. He, okay. he could just, like, obviously opposite talent set. No kidding, Where yeah. Jabari is the shooter. Um, Scoring machine, yeah. But he could come in and just kind of, you know, what he is now, that's it. That's what he is. It's possible. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, And that's why I bring up Tyrus Thomas. They're not the same player, but they're like, they show you flashes of talent and athleticism. Mm. And it's like, holy crap, this guy could yeah. be incredible. Yeah. But then the, the if the mindset's not there, if the develop the player development squad is not there to help yeah. bolster that growth. And I think we've seen that with the Bulls. Like oh my God. they don't have the well, guys there to be able to develop players. They had Jim Boylan, who is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in Probably my life. Probably the worst the coach NBA. of all time. Possibly. <laughs> I put him in the top top ten. I, I <laughs> NBA coaches, worst NBA coaches I've seen, yeah, top ten. Yeah. Because he was abrasive. Yep. Uh, like he feuded with the best player on the team, yep. Levine, like all this other shit that came out. So and anyway. he's not using his guys right. Uh, yeah. Look, the the other thing that upset me about that Bulls pick um, is they've got a guy. They've got Wendell Carter on the roster. Yeah. And he was subject of a lot of trade rumors. He was. They were actually going to trade up to try and take him at two trying to take patrick williams at two wow i didn't hear that rumor. That, that's absurd yeah yeah that's because absurd. because they thought that another team was going to try and jump up and do the same thing um wow and i couldn't <laughs> see anyone else doing that um and it's such that would be such a bulls thing to do to to Kinda, trade assets yeah. for nothing for whatever yeah, yeah like you like, you could have traded back in that draft and probably still picked up Patrick Williams. That's what I would... Exactly. You've, you said 10. 10's a good number for that. Well, you've especially got, you know, Denny's still on the board. You've got Tyrese on the board. Yep. There would have been suitors there, yeah. surely, to pick up another asset. You would think um, so. Look, obviously, we're not in the war room. We're, we're not taking those phone calls. I think we should have been for that We'd, pick. Absolutely. But, yeah, <laughs> we would have made if it, a conscious decision. Look, there. if the Bulls need a new GM, I, I'm on board. I vote for him. Yeah. I'm... I can be his I, assistant. Look, I wore the shirt. That's exactly right. For this exact He's reason. looking out for Chicago. Yeah. The Chicago GM was not looking out for Chicago. No. That pick. The Chicago GM was sabotaging the ball. No, that's, that's a bit harsh. I like, again, I, this is not having a go at any of these draft no picks. No slander here. Yeah, I think these these guys are all, you know, they've made the NBA. And that's yeah. incredible. And we're chatting about it. Yeah, we're, we're just time, talking about it. But I'm, that pick? I'm looking at the Bulls. You know, not not Patrick. Patrick's done everything he can to get himself into that position, and he'll do everything he can out on the court. Yeah. But I think from the Bulls' perspective, when you have so many holes in that roster, mm. and I'll get into them a bit more because they've done nothing this offseason. They have done nothing. Absolutely. Um, and they're just kind of, you know, happy to throw players around in trade rumors, which, you know, that's a separate Absolutely. discussion. Um, but. I like Patrick Williams. I just don't think that Chicago made the right pick there. I agree with that, yeah. yeah. The next thing we'd be talking about would be sleeper picks. So someone could be overlooked a bit uh, or a pick that no one's talking about that you feel like fell under the radar. Look, I kind of I kind of want to go back um, and, and mention Cassius again. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that 
I went over it before, so I'm not going to dwell too much on it. But this is a guy that that is just incredibly talented. Yeah. Like he he has a lot of upside, and falling to the second round was a shock for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I actually had uh, Denny as yeah, my okay. sleeper <laughs> yeah. because he fell, and so two Washington guys. Yeah. So could you say that they were the winners of the draft? Didn't look at it like that. We just had a epiphany. There you go. The, wiz- I, the Wizards. I had the Wizards as the winners. Man, so that's fair. Yeah. Okay. You might have just ruined my entire argument. I did. <laughs> I helped myself ruining it. <laughs> but yeah, they might have won the draft if not. This is the best part about not sharing notes. That's right. Because you're just proving my point without me having to say anything. <laughs> this won't happen this much in the future. But Denny is a sleeper for me. I don't think a lot of people are going to talk. First of all, he went to Washington, which is not on the radar, yep. unless you're talking about Beal and Wall trades. Yeah, yep. They they signed like Robin Lopez. They got they re-signed Bertans, which is good. That contract too, man. Which one? Bertans? Robin. Robin oh, Lopez. Robin. You don't like it? Nine mil, man. For one year. Backup center. Yeah. Or maybe a starting center. Okay. They're going to have Thomas Bryant still. He'll probably be the starter, I think. I think Thomas Bryant is... Uh, he actually has a uh, good okay. plus-minus defensively. Like on the court, he, he does a lot. He's like, yeah, he would be a good fit on the right team. Yeah. But the Wizards, he's just sort of wasting away in, in yeah. Wizardland. Yeah. Like um, a lot of players have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad place sometimes. It can be. But uh, yeah, I guess Denny, I just am a fan of versatile guys that make their teammates better. Yeah. He's a good shooter. Yeah. Could be better, obviously. Yeah. Uh, good feel for the game. Yep. Uh, plays with an intensity. He's I have nothing to add to any of this because I have already gone in you, for Denny. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I also actually so my I had a like a bonus sleeper was Tyrese only because he reminds me like I, I like the comparison of Shea Gilders Alexander yeah it's just like plays at his own pace yeah not rushing still gets to his spots yeah can get to the rim triple double threat like yep. you said so good IQ Tyrese is going to surprise I, a lot of people I do love Tyrese yeah. I, lo- I love that pick I think that's that, type that of is the best pick that Sacramento have oh, made man. in in years and I like De'Aaron Fox. Um, I thought Marvin Bagley was a bit of a reach at two. Questionable. Yeah, but look, he's he's done nothing wrong so far. He just has a long way to go. But big men, you know. That yeah, that's the way it is. They take a while. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that pick is is huge for Sacramento. And Absolutely. that's that's their backcourt sorted. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think they can just run with that. Find a suitor for... Because well, Tyrese is a catch-and-shoot guy too. Like, yeah. You can play him off ball, and he will still affect the defense just with the way that he plays. He yeah. finds the soft spots, makes um, the right pass. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Good and IQ, and he guy. he will find guys open yeah. if you get him the ball. Um, and that's the other thing. Darren then won't have the whole game on his shoulders, which which is huge for him, Absolutely. especially getting that contract. You, you well, got that's to take the thing. That like healed isn't a bad fit necessarily with Fox. Yep. But when you have the double creator, yep. With the two of them, I yep. think that's a better fit. They're going to probably trade Heald because he's not getting along with Walton, yep. the coach, who I, I'm, I'm actually shocked that Luke Walton hasn't been a good coach for the the uh, the Kings. I don't like him as a coach. He's not my favorite, but yeah. he was like he has a good basketball mind. I, I, maybe it's just the coaching role that's not right for him. Maybe he's better suited to stay as an assistant. Yeah. But anyway, I think if they, like you said, if they do Fox and Halliburton together running things in the backcourt, that's a good creation team. Yeah. Get rid of Heald, yep. who I like as well, but that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. And then they're, yeah, like you said, backcourt sorted. So yep. that's the sleepers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Anthony Edwards because he's a bit of a hot topic. 
uh, for many different reasons, as people probably know. He made some comments that uh, he wasn't even really a fan of basketball. I hate that. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that either. I hate he that. was, I think he said something like he was better at football, and he is also, yeah, it just was he wanted to be a rapper. And he called out. The, one of the first things he did as a as a drafted look, this guy's got a lot of history, and you know, I think you need to keep that separate to this because there's a lot of personal stuff in this guy's life that yeah. have probably made him, you know, how he is. Yeah, yeah, and shaped him. You know, I'm not, I'm not calling this guy's character into question. No, nah. what what it's too early. What I think we need to do is is look at this as he was going to go number one from. The day Minnesota got that first pick, yeah, I, I don't think they were ever going to take anyone else. Um, even Unlikely. when Lamelo was thrown around, I never thought that they no. were going to take Lamelo. Um, but Edwards has said a lot of things that make you uh, kind of question um, commitment. Yeah, to to basketball, and that's not again an, a character thing. I think that's just you know you've either got that or you don't. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the Markel Fultz pick. Um, okay. He's not a number one guy. He, he In most drafts, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not a number one pick. Okay. And I think you, you only need to look at the guys that are available coming up. <laughs> like, yeah. there's the Cade Cunningham. Cunningham. He yeah. is Studley. unbelievable. Yeah, man. yeah. He's good. And you, you don't get that out of this draft. Yeah, Timberwolves, I guess they were in a bit of a tough spot. They had a tough draft to, to sort through and sift through what was the best pick. Uh, they decided on Edwards, and I could see why. Yep. I mean, he has tantalizing physical tools. Yep. Uh, he has, to me, honestly, if you put the comments aside, like I just wanted to address the comments. Yep. So he's 18 or 19 years old. Yep. I should probably have fact-checked that. Yep. But uh, he's very young. He's 19.3 years old, according to uh, NBADraft.net. Cool. I don't know how you get a point three. I think That's <laughs> it might be taking yeah. the months into account. But I wouldn't have put a point three on it. I would have just said, no, he, he's, he's 19. 19. Yep. Yeah, That's a bit uh, childish. Anyway, yeah. he's, yeah, so 19... Point three years old specifically. <laughs> yeah. If he was nineteen point four, I'd start to have problems with that comment. I agree. But nineteen point three. Nineteen point four. Forgivable. That's a, that's a bad guy. That's a bad. Nineteen point three is fine. As soon as you hit that point four, that's it. You're that's when you're a man. Yeah. Point four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, if yeah, so at nineteen years old, he is gonna make. We all make like, go back to being nineteen. You're gonna make mistakes. I still make mistakes. I'm twenty seven. Yeah. Like. I think he's whatever he said is forgivable. I think the 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 GM would have sorted through his personal stuff and decided he was the right pick. Yeah. Obviously based on talent. Um, I also think he's very confident. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, he wants to be a rapper. He played confident in college with um, Georgia. Yeah. So I think he's also very he can be very marketable. He has he kind of has the look of the star to me. Yeah. Although he may not pan out that way, and I can see why the T Wolves took him. I also think he has a higher ceiling than D'Angelo Russell, personally. And that's I know that's probably saying a lot. You might think that's extremely hot. That's but that's he's 6'6", 225, 230. He's a lot bigger than D'Angelo. He's physically he is a imposing. Lot bigger than D'Angelo. And he's got a good handle. Yeah. His shooting numbers, everyone's talked about, they're underwhelming in college. Very. The team didn't win a lot, so mm -hmm. you have to question whether he's making his teammates better for a first overall pick. 
but they went with talent. And that's what reminds me of, of Markel, just that winnability. You know, yeah. like this is this is another guy that came out of college and did not have a good record in college. Yeah. And I think when you're at that level and you're touted as a superstar, you have to affect winning games. Mm. And and you have to take your team over that line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's what worries me about the, the pick. And I think that, that that you have to be able to shoot to be taken first overall. Yeah, and you, I think with practice... You have to have a, sh- a shot. He has a good like he has good mechanics, which yeah. I'm not worried about. Yeah. Once he gets the reps in, in in a professional environment, surrounded by professionals, yeah. coaching staff, nutritionist, all that stuff, it's going to start to play a part in his improvement. Yeah. That's why when you pick him first overall, you're you're obviously looking at the future. He could be your your all star guard. I see him as an all star. The lo- the West is loaded. Yeah. But he has that type of talent. Yeah. So yeah. that was my. Uh, that's my rant on Anthony Edwards. That's fine. You can you can think that he is a potential star. Um, I think that they missed on that one. Who should they have gone with? That's an excellent question. Anyone else? I don't think there's anyone that's. You're right. Like that. That's that is a good point. And it's sort I'll, of like I'll take oh, that. You got to go with him. Yeah. Would no, you t- it was one of those drafts. Yeah. You'd... Do you remember the 2013 draft? Yeah. It had the same sort of vibe, where it's just like, okay, Nerlens Noel, Oladipo. And then, like the Cavs pick Anthony Bennett, which is like, that's a whole. And you episode. could have taken anyone else, but yeah, that's, that's a whole episode to yeah, discuss. And yeah. obviously, the winner of that draft was Giannis, but no one knew what Giannis was going to be. No, but, but uh, I think you had to look at that guy's that guy's size and athleticism, yeah, and the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let's stay. That this could be year. another episode. That could be. Episode. That could be an episode. Okay. Um. But yeah. So now that's the draft. Obviously, uh, winners, losers, sleepers. Yep. That's all wrapped up. We're going to get into the free agency madness. It's been a mad free agent period. I really struggled keeping up with the news. Oh, I me too. really struggled. I'm, I'm all over refreshing on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, that's my main source. Shout out to r slash uh, NBA. Yeah. They are on it. And yeah. obviously you have guys like uh, Woj and Shams. Uh, there's a, a handful of other names I can't think of, but they're always on top of things, but it's mm-hmm. hard to keep up. I don't know how they do it. I don't know either. I know it's their job, yeah. and I know they have... They just must be like on phone calls with people, and then they're getting three other phone calls at the same time. I think they it's just mad. have like six phones. Woj does. Yeah. I think he has at least three phones. I've seen him take out three at... Just one pocket, three yeah. phones? Yeah. And he just like spreads them? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like cards. Deny, deny, answer. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. like, oh, this one's important. <laughs> nah, he, look, the free agency was nuts. It was absolutely There's crazy. There's a lot going on. And for, for a free agency that didn't have a lot of big names in it. It's true. It's, it was It worked out pretty surprising. well from yeah. a fan's perspective. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot to talk it, about. Well, yeah, it, it stayed interesting, and especially just around the corner from the season is probably the best part about it because now we get to talk about this for mm-hmm. the next two weeks before the season starts. Exactly. I would say as well, like free agency-wise... I think the, and I should pull up the list of whoever's available still. I think the pool has kind of dried up, but there's still trades that could happen between now and training camp. And that's something else we can talk about as well. There's a lot of teams flying around with rumors, but just in terms of signings, yeah. uh, again, we're going to pick some winners, losers, and our biggest meh, our biggest, uh, biggest meh. whatever. The biggest eh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You weren't too impressed. Whatever. So yeah, I'll start this one actually. Yeah. Uh, Lakers dominated. Are they your winner? They, they are, are your winner. a runaway winner. Yeah. By like, pff, I don't even see an argument against it. So they replaced Howard and McGee. 
I didn't want to put the Lakers for this exact reason. I, I, man, Go on. I, I don't have an argument. That's the thing. Oh, okay. I, I have nothing to say against You almost it. have to pick someone else. Yeah, I had to you pick You might have some, felt like I was going to pick the I Lakers. I knew you'd pick the Lakers because who wouldn't? Like That's right. You know, That's I, fair. But I also like looked at their the trades. Oh, um, right. And I thought that that factored into how people felt about their free agency. Mm. Um, they still lost... Like key contributors, especially in that playoff run. So I think that's Rondo something. was a big loss. Yeah, I, I like Schroeder isn't Rondo and, and Avery Bradley, who was huge through the season. Yeah, like yes, he did contribute in the play in the um, bubble, the playoffs. Yeah, um, but you know they also that, I think they also did lose out. Like I'm a big Danny Green fan. He didn't play super well in the in the playoffs. But again, that's a trade. Like, but yeah, yeah, they they made a lot of good trades. Yeah, um, and I think that that's. Like Wes Matthews is a great addition. Yeah. Like that's that's outstanding. A, that's a guy that you know his numbers never jump off the page. He's never gonna have a huge he's, night. He's a great fit for that he team. He is a great fit. He locked up Jimmy Butler in the playoffs when we played the Bucks, and I say we because I'm a Heat fan. Spoiler alert. But I yeah, I mean I'm sure he did. I didn't realize he was locking down Butler. I thought yeah. Butler had his way. No, I was, he, he wasn't paying attention. No, he whenever he was on the court, he he had Butler. Okay. He, he yeah, Matthews is like he's like white on rice sometimes with yeah. defense. Yeah, I shouldn't say sometimes, all the time. Yeah, he's uh yeah he's a great replacement for uh, Danny Green. Mm-hmm. They also picked up uh, obviously Harrell and Schroeder, two of the top three six men candidates. Yeah, w- most likely one of them. Well, maybe not most likely, but Schroeder potentially could be starting. Mm-hmm. I don't think Harrell is going to be starting. I think they're so. I think this is the thing. They went from. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, or well, they had Avery Bradley. So they went from let's say Bradley Green, LeBron Davis, McGee, to now they have Caldwell Pope. Uh, they're probably going to start Matthews. Then you would have LeBron Davis and Marcus All. I love the Marcus All pickup. Yeah. So they're going to have Schroeder, Harrell, Caruso. Um, help me out a bit here. Who else do they have? I should have the roster in front of me. I'm fucking useless. <laughs> Don't like put me on the roster. spot like that. I literally oh, every, Kuzma. Yeah, who like I I, think I'm he, not the biggest Kuzma fan, but I, I he's think good. Kuzma will be traded. That's a spoiler alert. But yeah, I, I mean you have in, you have Palinka on speed dial again. So I think that Kuzma is out. He's out. Yeah, I don't think LeBron likes him. I don't think he does either. There's a there's the a playoff clip. <laughs> I, you guys can find this, but there's a playoff clip where uh, he says. You know, I don't know if it was last year or it was during the playoffs where he said, stay down and your brother will pick you up. And then there's a clip of Kuzma getting, just throwing this ridiculous over-the-shoulder 360 spin pass. That sounds like him, That yeah. sails straight past LeBron's face and LeBron just turns and walks away. Okay. so then- And Kuzma's laying on the ground waiting to be picked up. <laughs> so Kuzma is, yeah, I, I don't want to like do too much of a segue to Kuzma. He doesn't deserve a segment per se, Yeah. but he uh, doesn't really fit well on that team. Yeah. He's got a Hollywood-esque vibe to him. Yeah. Like he likes the spotlight, Yeah. I think. Yeah. He likes to... Are you saying the blonde hair? Well, yeah. I mean, the blonde hair works for some guys. It works for... It doesn't work for other guys. Wow. I think it works for like podcast hosts, oh, but yeah. for like Kyle Kuzma, it's a no. Yeah, okay. So it also, just Kyle Kuzma doesn't work for Kyle Specifically Kuzma. for him. Yeah. I think if he had, you know, his regular hair color, he might have had a good season. Yeah. But no, nonetheless, I think he's, I agree, he's getting traded. So basically, I think they'll have the sickest bench in the league. They also stole Well, they kept Mark Harrell. Heath as well. That's a good, that, that's a, oh, 
good yes. cape. I want to talk about something about that specifically. Okay. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. But they picked up yeah, so they picked up Harold from the Clippers, yep. stole him. Yeah. They got Schroeder from OKC, so yep. that's another not that OKC was gonna move the needle. Yeah. They got two of the best six men in the league yep. who could start. Yep. Um they lost a bit of verticality. I remember there was a podcast where someone talked about this with McGee and Howard. Yeah. So like lob threats, you still have Davis. Yeah. But Gasol's basketball IQ is through the roof. Yeah, man. He, yeah. I think and he defensive impact. That it. That's what that, I mean. That's his, his Raptors number miss one. Him. My Raptors are gonna miss. Yeah, Gasol. we'll get into that because I've got a little bit on the Raptors later. Okay. Um, but I, I really like the, uh, the pickup of Gasol. I think that's He's good probably the most underrated pickup of the free agency and that's not to say people haven't been talking about it no. um but to get that guy on that contract um and he helps out your team so much he on does. the defensive side like you come up against Jokic and you put Gasol out there that's it Jokic yeah you know? well he locked up Embiid last year yeah. he made Embiid well not single-handedly but he pretty much was the lead contributor to Embiid going 0 for 11 yeah. in our first Raptors-Sixers matchup. So that was good. To be honest, that's not hard. <laughs> shade shade per- thrown. Personally, I wouldn't lock up Joel I'd love Embiid. to see that matchup. Yeah. That'd be a sick matchup. As a as a 6-2 uh, shooting guard myself, Yeah, I am not... On your team, you're a center, so don't, don't hold yourself <laughs> that's, back. That's true. You should have the, true. the wherewithal to handle Embiid. That's true, but I don't play defense. That's not my game. Okay, so um, then Embiid's, oh let's God. be honest, if you're defending him, Embiid might not go 0 for 11. He might go 2 for 11. Yeah. Or like 3 for 14 or something. He'll score, but I you still got him. I was thinking he might go like 20 for 40. <laughs> <laughs> he'll it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either, yeah. You know, he'll be so shocked that he's always that wide open. It's yeah. like reverse. Or he'll just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. just look down and be like, I can just shoot here. That's that's I think that's Embiid's biggest problem, and I want to talk about Embiid later. Okay. Um, but his biggest problem is he's happy to settle for a jumper, and I yeah, that's, I hate it. I think that was a product. Like, we should save this, but I think that's a product of Brett Brown. Yeah. And the yeah, system they yeah, had. Yeah. I hope it changes. It will. But let's let's go back to the topic because yeah. I could segue all day. But let's Absolutely. let's go back to the topic. So just on the Lakers, we know they won like landslide, landslide. Palinka, great job. Yep. I didn't have a lot of faith in him as a GM because he seems like a bit of a snake yep. based on what's happened. Yeah, he's proven his worth. He's done really well. Yeah, they also have LeBron, who's a big draw. Obviously, is he? he? He's kind of the GM <laughs> as well in a lot of ways. He'll he'll call up Palinka and be like, get rid of Kuzma. Get that blonde hair out of here. I think he's already done that. He probably has done that. Yeah. There's just, you got to find someone that wants Kuzma. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, and then they also, like, they retained KCP. They also kept Morris. I think the funniest, one of the funniest facts I found out this offseason was that Markeith Morris and his brother Marcus have a joint bank account. So the Clippers paid Markeith Morris $64 million. They share the money. So the Lakers get to keep one of the brothers, the one that fits better on the team anyway, as a role player. They kept him on a, a, sh- a small contract for one year, but Markeith is getting part of Marcus's contract. Well, they're sharing the money. Did you know that? I, I think I remember hearing it. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. So the Morris twins are winning, and I am not a huge fan of them, especially Marcus. I think he's a punk. I would say that to his face. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would lose my face. He will at you. you watch out. If you're watching, Marcus, <laughs> don't at me, bro. 
We're already we're already calling out don't, NBA. Don't this is episode me. one, and we're calling out NBA players. That's well, I mean, look what he did to Luka Doncic. That was dog. I love that, how everybody. It was. I love yeah. how everybody was saying at the time. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people were saying, "Oh, if this was the '90s, who mm. gives a fuck?" It's not the '90s. It's not the '90s. It's 2020. Man, and this kid's 22. Like, yeah, he, and the dude basically old. took a, a swing. He basically hacked him around the neck and just was like, "You're not coming in the paint." I get it. You want to play physical defense. You want to be the intimidator, so to speak. But I think you don't you do that. Be, you can be an intimidator in a different way. You, you only need to watch Jimmy Butler play the way that Jimmy Butler does yes. to, to see an intimidator. I agree. Actually, you know, do his job without trying to hurt someone. Yeah. Um, like this, I can call back an example where uh, Chris Paul was trying to get under Duncan's skin. Oh right! Yeah, he th- he threw a ball at Duncan, and uh, I missed that clip. Duncan kind of just laughed at it and and walked away, but Jimmy took note, and the next yeah. time down the court, just barreled straight into his chest. And, Jimmy doesn't mess around. And he just he just took the he took the foul. He it was just like no, he needs to know that yeah you can't mess around with shoot. my shooters. Don't mess around with my young guys. Yeah, exactly, young shooters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically that was my winner because obviously they got all the good guys, but they also managed to well markeith morris is kind of more the winner than the lakers in that regard because mm-hmm. of the money thing yeah that's just a funny fact about the offseason um okay so who is your winner i have my personal uh you know miami favorite heat. miami heat okay winning this free agency um and oh. that's that's only because they were able to hold on to guys and i think that this is this is a really uh interesting offseason for Miami um, you've paid a lot of guys on big one-year contracts in the hope that you land Giannis mm-hmm. if they don't <laughs> land Giannis then I still think the core there we, we, we've just seen it like it's killer core we just saw them make it to the finals and people thought it was a fluke I watched them all season I thought that they were going to be there or thereabouts mm. at the start of the season um, I slept on them. I'm not gonna lie. I took a long a lot nap of on Miami. Did. A lot of people did, and yeah. I think it's only when they come up against your team and your team is ahead by 20, and then they run them down. That's when you go, "Oh, this, this, this is... these guys are for real." Yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But look, they they picked up. Um, they kept Dragic. They kept Myers Leonard. Um, I think Myers Leonard is is somewhat underrated. His his shooting ability is. You know, unquestionably good. He's a good teammate uh, as well. He is a he'll, great. He'll teammate. clap for everybody. <laughs> Most claps great. for forty-eight. Yeah, Myers Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, His per thirty-six clapping numbers are off the charts. Even better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's a guy that is good to have in the locker room, and they also held on to UD, who's another locker room guy. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, the moves aren't flashy. Jump off the page. They kept um, the core. They kept the core. Right that, back. That's why I had them as winners um and i think bringing in guys like mo harkless and and um avery bradley, bradley are good moves on cheap contracts um they still got Iguodala, right they still have Iggy. yeah yep. so, so good defensive team great defensive team um they lost jay crowder and Derek jones they were both on bigger contracts they didn't really mind um i think they jay offered crowder. jay crowder a, a, a big bag for one year yeah. um instead he took the smaller bag over multiple years more money probably yeah yeah well it's or just more guaranteed yeah 30 over 30 over three okay yeah 
Um, and I think with Miami, they were looking at 15-1. So, okay, that's I fair. Know, I don't know which one you'd rather take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the 30 mil is, is better. But yeah, look, he, he, uh, he is a loss. Um, but yeah, look, Avery Bradley is a, a former all-defensive player. You get him on, on a veteran's minimum. Um, he is way, good. way too good for that kind of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his switchability, he can play on ball, he can play off ball. Um, he is an average shooter, but where he impacts the court the most is, is on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think Avery Bradley is one of those guys that if you put him on the right team, he'll flourish. He was pretty good in the Celtics system yeah uh then you put him next to lebron and lebron's gonna get him endless open shots yeah he's a really good cutter off the ball he's gonna yeah. fit well into miami system because yeah. they predicate on ball movement it's lots of movement yeah oh man crazy amount yeah and just like ba basically create chaos with duncan out there and butler just kind of doing his thing it's actually an interesting fact about duncan go on of all of the miami players he has the best plus minus on court hmm and he is not <laughs> a good defender. No. He, he is. He's okay. I would say he's below average. Probably. Yeah. I'd say he's a, a below average defender. That In the playoffs, he really went to another level. Yeah. But through the season, he was a, a below average yeah. uh, defender. But yeah, his plus minus. When he is on the court, the amount of attention that he draws from the defense Absolutely. is it's it's unmeasurable, man. Curry-esque. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Gravity. Probably right. He just a lot of gravity. Everyone is watching where Duncan's going, and that's when you get guys like Bam, you know, just yeah. open looks, just straight through the middle. So. And or even yeah, like slipping a hand off and just driving to the rim. Which like is, they did a lot of that. Which is why you know a guy like Avery Bradley is great to have on the roster because he's someone that could pick up on those kinds of things. Yeah. If his defender is looking for where Duncan is, that's Avery. I honestly, yeah. Miami is not a bad pick for the winner either. Yeah. I think I should have, in, in hindsight, I probably should have gone with a different team. The Lakers oh, are like... I, they needed to be mentioned. If you didn't do it, I would have talked about their pickups because... Yeah. We could have just been like, look, the Lakers won, but here's our other pick. Yeah. That's probably how we could have done it. Yeah, you're right. But my, I was actually thinking my other team that won might have been the Suns based on their improvement because I like Chris Paul. Uh, I'm just going to make this one brief. That's a trade. No, so just in terms of what they did in the offseason, yeah, yeah, okay. free agent-wise, yeah. they re-signed Saric, who are like one of my favorite players, underrated role okay. guy. Yeah. Uh, they got Crowder. Yep. Um, and off the top of my head, I can't. they had a couple other moves that were good. I do think getting defense on, on that team is, is very important. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's something that they needed to do. Um, I think they got DJ as well. No, DJ went to Portland. Sorry. Sorry. Let me see. So they got uh, Etuan Moore is a good pickup. Yeah. Um, Langston Galloway. Langston Galloway is all right. Shooter. They also got Damian Jones as a backup center. I don't really care for him that much, but I like. I just like that they got Chris Paul to run the offense. Yeah, I just think their offseason moves is is what we need to look at. And as a as an offseason, yeah, Phoenix have to be one of the winners. One of the top five winners to me. Yeah. I mean, it sucks losing. Like I thought Rubio was a good fit for them, and Ubre broke out last season. Uh, but they'll be okay without the Michael Bridges is going to get more minutes. Cam Johnson's a sniper. Yeah. They got Abdel Nader as well, who I kind of like, he's not the most mind blowing player, but they have a good roster now. Yeah. Good professional team. Deandre Ayton's probably going to have a big season. I can see with Chris Paul lobbing him some sort of Deandre Jordan-esque type stuff. As long as they let him shoot. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing with Deandre. He's been told not to shoot. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So an article came out. Um, I don't remember who wrote it. You can 
probably should just check that. Just um, Google uh, DeAndre Ayton shooting. But yeah, they they told him uh, not to shoot. Um, he's supposed to get like to jump the, shots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's supposed to get to the basket. Um, because I remember in college he was kind of a, he was stretch five type of guy. Yeah, he, he didn't shoot like a ton. Yeah, he, but he can shoot the yeah, three, like then, and that's something that you you need to have on your roster, especially you know to have one guy that doesn't, and then to have four guys that do is mm-hmm. a good roster. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he needs to be one of the guys that that shoots more. That's fair. At yeah. least draw teams out of the paint. That's yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah. So those are the winners. Um. We'll go on to the losers now. I've got, we already mentioned them a little bit. Uh, they actually just made another move the other day. Doesn't move the where they are in the loser category. Mm. The Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Big, big effing losers. I almost dropped an epic F-bomb there. Because <laughs> it's did. so disappointing what they did. That, they didn't make any moves. I have the exact same loser. Oh. The exact, Props to that. The, the Bulls, exact same loser. I, like, I don't know if it's the GM just sort of getting his footing. Um... But that team didn't do anything of note. They have a they have a lot of guys that are just sort of like you know, whatever. They re-signed non-contributors. They re-signed Denzel Valentine. Yes, they didn't do much. How long are you gonna you know keep these guys who are below average NBA players on good contracts, good NBA contracts, when you've got guys in free agency who are potentially much much better quality players i couldn't agree more and they like the the big moves they did so their biggest moves were signing garrett temple yeah and noah vonley i, I had the same thing it's an embarrassing offseason. that is very embarrassing and and losing losing your two best defensive players like shaq harrison mm-hmm. who i think is a very underrated defensive player um he's a guy that can go out there guard pretty much one through four um his switchability is there. He's a guy you can kind of fit into any system. Offensively, he has a lot to be desired. Yeah. But I think that that's a guy that you would hold on to for his defensive ability. And letting, uh, you know, letting Dunn walk is also questionable. Defense. I think you've got trade partners there for him last season. And if you're going to let him walk away at the end of the season for nothing, like what 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 are we do- what are we doing? What are we doing exactly? I just think. The team has, they have a fair amount of decent assets mm-hmm. and it's hard to part ways with guys that you kind of like for, for the future. You know, they might, like, I think a lot of teams get stuck going, we shouldn't let go of this guy because another team is going to get him and he's going to be good. We need to make him good. Like Markinen, yeah. uh, a guy like, uh, Kobe, like Co- Kobe White's young, yeah. but then Levine apparently was in trade rumors and there wasn't necessarily a lot of interest or they may not have found the good See, uh, I don't like that return. either. I think Levine's a guy you'd want to hold on to. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I do. I like Levine's offensive game. I think if you put the right guys around him, he, he is a potentially uh, very, very, very good scorer he's, of the ball. He's a highlight reel for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, I think his shooting has come a long way. Um, his yeah. passing game has come a long way. Yeah. So a guy like that is potentially... You know, someone to build around. Fair enough, yeah. I um, don't think... Like, I just would have liked to see them... Like, the team is trying to build around the pieces they have, and it's not working very well. They got a new coach. Yeah. I would have liked to see them just yeah. sort of... At least do a semi-blow-up, if not a full blow-up. They may still... There's still time. They might still move some guys. Yeah. I think Markinen or Carter are major trade candidates. Yeah. 
to be a piece in like a big move, maybe even with Levine. I again, yeah, I would have thought like the direction of the team. I would have thought they would have done that before free agency. Yeah, I would have thought they would have done that to clear cap space yeah. to go into the season as like by far the worst team in the NBA. Something like that, yeah. And and then you know hope that you land one of the top guys. This this next draft is huge. Like one through seven, potentially are NBA all stars. This is going to be a very good draft and you've done yeah. nothing for your roster you're coming off back to back 22 win seasons Ugly. Uh, bad coaching bad everything yeah and hard to generate interest with that type of look performance. The, the guys that are available you know you've got guys like josh jackson who you know like it's josh jackson he was he was taken but that's a guy you would think the bulls would take a flyer on yeah you know detroit gave him a chance mm-hmm. but I would have liked to have seen the Bulls do more in that space, especially signing Garrett Temple for five mil. You've got the cap space there to potentially sign guys that, you know, may break out. Like, absolutely, I think Josh Jackson's done. But I think that guys like that at that age are yeah. better for your roster than having a guy like Garrett Temple, especially knowing you're going to finish right at the bottom. Yeah, Josh Jackson... Like it's still early to say he's done. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I would say on the right, like if it's three teams now though. Yeah. If you put yeah. him on the right system, I think it's yeah. similar to a. I'm hoping for Wiggins to become something of a number one pick in okay. Golden State, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see how. That one Josh Jackson. Out. Yeah, he's got to step it up a bit. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that was the losers. You had the Bulls. So there's not much else to say on that no, one. No. Uh. The roster's a mess. I mean, just put it that way. Uh, again, like I said, I think they were trying to trade Levine. They didn't really feel like there was enough return for him, uh, which is fair enough. You're going to want to bargain a little bit when you have a talent like that. You yeah. like him to build around? I don't. I don't like the direction of the team. I think they should blow it up. Okay. Keep Look, keep a guy like Williams. Keep a guy like Markinen because you want to stretch guys, stretch uh, forwards. Kobe White, I'm not not fussed on at all. I'll he get into Kobe White. I have I have some notes on Kobe. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I look. I think. Um, I didn't. I think they are waiting for the off season, next off season when there's guys that are off contract that can be big free agents. Mm. Um, you know, Kawhi's off contract. Yeah. Um, Giannis, who I don't think they're landing. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> but I. The other thing too, Anthony Davis could sign a one year deal. Mm. That he could go out with the Lakers, win another chip, and then decide to go home to Chicago. So I think that could be where the Bulls are That's aiming. That's true, actually. That could be where the Bulls are aiming. And who knows what could happen in a year. I mean, you know, over a year ago now, we no one thought that we'd see Paul George and Kawhi on, on the Clippers. No, so you're right. Anything, can, anything happen. can happen. Although I do think we overrate the hometown thing. Like, there was oh, a lot of buzz sure, when Durant was a free agent. He would go sure. to Washington. I was like, yeah. no. It's never going to happen. That sort of thing even, definitely gets overrated. Even Steph going to Charlotte. That's Although, no. Yeah, no. That's a, yeah. Charlotte, that's another that topic. Gets, that gets talked about way too much, Charlotte fans. You, it's not going to happen. It ain't happening, unfortunately. I'd love to see him there. I would like, too, man. He would I bring a lot of be, excitement to the it'd team. It'd be great for the game. It'd be great to see him back up, but it's not, it's not happening. That'd yeah, been a basket case for years. Anyway, let's. And another thing over, like, just even on that topic, like, you have Hayward and the Pacers. That's a special situation we'll talk about afterwards. Mm. But the only team where you actually see hometown affecting or that area not necessarily a hometown but the west coast is la yeah. guys love to go to la for obvious reasons it's, uh, it's just the beautiful endorsements. place well, and endorsements hollywood etc the money that's the only place where it's like yeah hometown i can see it 
Charlotte, Indiana, Washington, all these other teams. It's not happening. Well, small market teams that you, yeah, you know, yeah, no That's one's exactly going right. to go back there unless they have to. Yeah, pretty much. So now we're going to go on to the biggest meh, the biggest whatever. Mine's a hot take. Okay, mine's a little bit hot as well. Go on. You got a hottie. Yeah, I got. Do you want to start? I'll start. Spice it up. I I have Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty meh. Atlanta made a lot of moves, and I think that's what people have been blindsided by. Mm. I think that people think that if you have a lot of contracts, then you're doing good. So quantity, not quality. Uh, Man, I don't understand what Atlanta were trying to accomplish this offseason. Okay, elaborate. You have a number of players at the four. You haven't decided what you're going to do with John Collins yet. Right. We haven't even seen Clint Capella play. That's true. With Atlanta. Zero games. Zero games. And he's been out. Well, he hasn't played presumably a pickup. Well, maybe he's played pickup, but he hasn't played basketball in like over a year. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not a year, but it's been a while. It has been a while. And especially with COVID and everything. Yeah. Again, I'm going to have to bleep that out, but you know the word. Mm. Uh, you know, he's he's come now to the point where guys may have forgotten what Clint Capella is. He was a guy that played really well with James Harden Mm -hmm. because of his pick and roll ability. System. But are you going to get the same production out of him with Trey Young and with guys that aren't stretching the floor? Okay. We're going to disagree because I... Atlanta improved, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They're not perfect. They're definitely not perfect. Look, man, I agree. That's what I, I agree that they improved. Okay. I agree that they got better players on the roster. Right. But I don't think it's as good as people are saying. I no, think you, you might be right. They're pro- they might be overrating it. Yeah. And I don't I, know who, like, some people might be overrating. I think Gallinari got overpaid. Well, you've got a young core there, too. That's the most frustrating yeah. thing for me as an NBA fan. You get to see guys like DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Like, mm-hmm. Cam Reddish had a very bad rookie season just call it what it is yeah it was not a good rookie season his highlight was probably dunking on tyler hero it was it was i <laughs> watched that what game. i remember he was impressive in that game yeah he didn't hit it he, i think he hit his first three in that game too okay and uh, that was like the fifth game of the season so yeah. look he he had a poor nba season a bad rookie nba season mm-hmm. but now you're taking minutes away to give it to guys like gallinari mm. yeah yeah, I think they're trying to win because the the whole thing with last season was Trey Young needed help. Get, we're going to get help for Trey. The GM had a conversation with them, yep. so they're trying to go out and they're trying to get professionals because yep. the young core is fairly good. I like DeAndre Hunter. I think Cam Reddish has a high ceiling at this stage. He's just finished a rookie year, yep. so it's too early to say anything about him. Uh, and they also have Herder, who's re- really good, like potential six man. But then, yeah, you pick up Rondo, uh, Gallinari. I liked what they did. I wouldn't have said meh. Uh, definitely wouldn't say they're a winner, but they were one of the better teams in the free agency. I, yeah, look, putting it like that, yes, they, they were one of the better ones. Uh, but I, I couldn't pick a team that made no moves and did nothing as right. a meh. Like, <laughs> I had to pick someone that did stuff that I wasn't happy with That's personally fair. me like yeah, you yeah. guys can be as happy as you want about these moves but good for Atlanta yeah exactly great for Atlanta um, and I think that you know adding a guy like Gallinari on a contract like that at his age is a worry he's 32 
Yeah. Um, and his he has per- a history per- of health problems too. Correct. Yeah. yeah. His his perimeter defense leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and looking yeah. at playing him at the four, uh, he is a four. He's not a three. Definitely. Playing him at the three, having him guard potentially the opposition's best player in most cases, he's not going to do that. Well, I read a thing that he might come off the bench, which is a high, again, we talked about Bertans earlier. a lot of money to pay a guy off the bench. I don't like that That is a lot of money to pay a guy off the bench. If he's willing to sit down on the bench and be sixth man, that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, because they were thinking, I think, of starting Trey Young, uh, probably Herter. I'd play Hunter. Or Hunter, and then Bogdanovich. Yeah. That might be their starting line. And then you have Collins and, and Capella. So they have good players. Like, I, yeah. They weren't the, you know, the winner per se, but I get what you're saying. A bit meh uh, from your point of view. I think they, yeah, look, they got better. But it concerns me that you're taking minutes away from guys that Young guys. you've just invested in and you're giving them to big contracts, potentially. Yeah, you're trying to win now, but at what cost long term? Fair enough, yeah. yeah. That's that's the the big meh thing for me is yeah is taking those minutes away from guys like DeAndre Hunter. Okay. Yeah. Who I really like, by the way. I really like DeAndre. Yeah, he's Hunter. all right. He's uh, it, the, I think eventually they're gonna have to pick between Reddish and Hunter, or maybe Reddish, can, Hunter, and Herder. You can play both, but yeah, you can't you can't have all three. Eventually, you're gonna have to pay one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Or trade. Yeah. So okay, that was your meh. I've got the Rockets. I like they had their hands tied a little bit with massive contracts. Westbrook and Harden combining for almost a hundred million is redonkulous. Yeah. Um. So I had them as a meh because I thought they were gonna do a little bit more. Uh, Again, I can't say that their money situation was amazing. Yeah. They picked up Christian Wood, who I like, and they picked up Demarcus Cousins. I don't like. Uh, at this stage, I used to love him. I think he was a great player in Sacramento, despite his attitude issues. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, maybe winning a ring with the Lakers might have sharpened him up a little bit. I doubt it, but that's... Is I, he even I, eligible for a ring? I think he is. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I've always I, wondered that. I think that, I think it's at the um, owner's discretion. I think is it? The, at yeah, the owner's discretion? Yeah, I think the owner decides who gets a ring and who doesn't. Well, because I, mean, I remember when... Uh, uh, Dion was traded and there was all this talk about you know either team winning he could get a ring and uh, Pat, yeah. Pat Riley came out and said he will not be getting a ring <laughs> well okay okay fair enough yeah Look, I mean uh, Pat Riley might be a different guy like he, he might just he is he the godfather he, he is he's built different oh yeah guy. Um, but I just think that and I like Deco I really like DeMarcus Cousins and that's a guy that's still young mm. by NBA standards. He is. Especially with guys now pushing late 30s and still performing. LeBron, to name names. If um, he, uh, Oh, he's 30 years old. Okay. Yeah. He's not too bad. He's approaching the other side of the hill, but he he's not should there yet. Be, he should be in his prime as a center Yeah. right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's fair. I just didn't like the moves they made. They also got... Well, it's not that I didn't like them. I just didn't love them. And that's they, to me, fit the description of a meh. They picked up Sterling Brown... It's like I look at it from because every team has different contexts to look at the offseason and trades and free agency. Mm-hmm. If you're what Russell Westbrook and James Harden, you're got to be going, what is happening here? Yeah. Like they might be. Well, James Harden's on probably on his way out, most likely, if they can find a suitor. Uh, if See, they, I don't know. I don't know that they trade them. 
No, I don't know if you do trade them, yeah. but I think they will. Yeah. Like if I was the GM, it's a tough position to be in. Yeah. The the best two guys on your team are a bit of, a little bit unsettled about what's happening. Yeah. And then you go out and like Christian Wood is a good piece to have. I just don't know if that works out for them. But, I love that pickup. Okay. I really like, I like Christian him. Wood. I like I, him a lot. I, I think that that leaves a lot more for Detroit uh, than it does for Houston. I yeah. think that, that Detroit letting him go to pick up a guy like Jeremy Grant. Mm. Uh, I could have put Detroit in there four or five times as losers <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. They, I don't yeah. understand what they did, and I don't know why they did it. Um, there's nothing I, I can really say. Speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Lost for words. They English fails you. made an absolute mess of free agency. And Dude, I feel they, so sorry for Derek Rose. And Blake, for that matter. And but Blake, Derek Rose yeah. especially, he deserves better, man. But back to Christian Wood, this is a guy that on the court for Detroit was their best player, night in, night out. Plus minus machine, right? Plus minus, he is top three for power forwards. Last season? That is just behind Giannis and Jason Tatum. Mm. So this guy impacted winning and that is the biggest measurable that you can have for a basketball player. I see you got um, the list there, and I'm surprised. So, number so it's Giannis, Tatum, uh, Christian Wood. Number four, Kristaps Chris, Przingis. Yeah. I thought Luca would have been somewhere on there. Uh, this is only power forwards. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if I go if I go all, Luca's, Luca's got to be up there, right? Yeah, man. Top, okay. top we'll, ten. We'll top cut ten. that clip out because that was foolish. No, I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> I, I shall this is why I need to get in on the editing. <laughs> this guy can't do all the editing. I can. Um, so uh, the next thing on the docket might be to discuss Hayward a little bit. I don't want to get too crazy, but yeah, it's a crazy I, part of the I offseason. really want to get into it because I love Gordon Hayward. So do I. I absolutely love this move for Charlotte. There's no one else that they could have landed that will do more for their roster. Um, he's a guy that can, can be the leader straight away. There's no one else there that's going to stand in his way. That's true. He's the number one guy. He goes from being number four in Boston to number one yeah. at Charlotte, which instantly means more production. And he was already productive in, in Boston. Yeah, he was a little bit uh, sandwiched in there with, you know, he's got Tatum and Brown who are oh. likely going to be the future. Well, they are the future of the Celtics. And then bring in Kemba. Yeah. It's a lot of shots to spread around. Yeah. It's not easy for Brad Stevens. Yeah. And the fit, the original signing, the original signing of Hayward I liked. Brad Stevens obviously was his college coach, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. I thought they were going to make it work. If you want to like another episode just to talk about how the Celtics didn't do anything, despite the fact they brought in one of the nicest looking rosters I've seen in a long time. But a lot of things factored into that, probably mostly Kyrie talking about the flat earth in the locker room. Yeah. But um, so Hayward on the Hornets, he got four years, 120 million, fully guaranteed, which is pretty crazy. It's a lot of money. But if you're thinking about the player and not the money, I do like the fit. Yeah, I really do because they really like they need maturity. Yep. They need, well, I want to say solidity, but I don't know if he's going to stay healthy. Yeah. They need a guy that Lamelo might be able to turn to to be like, asking questions and how can I do this, this, and that, as the lead guy, as the ball handler, the creator. He Lamelo can learn a lot from Hayward in addition to the rest of the roster yep. at this stage, maybe from maybe not from Terry Rozier, mm-hmm. not my favorite guy. Uh, I think it's I think a it's, bunch of young guys. It's really important to put uh, Gordon Hayward's contract into perspective. Um, 
you've got guys that are being paid over 30 million. He is not the only player in the NBA earning over 30 million. And that's the thing that's really uh, annoying me personally on Twitter, okay. <laughs> of all places, is people calling out this signing before anything has happened this season. That's true. I think this, this is a guy that instantly will impact winning for the Hornets. And I'll keep going back to impacting winning because that is the only statistic that matters. Is if you are winning games, doesn't matter who's out there on the court. Mm. If they are helping you win, that's who you play. That's fair. Um, and I think instantly that's a guy that's going to come out and win games for you. And he's being paid less than Mike Conley. Uh, I could go on. Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton. Um, he's probably on the same amount of money as Dame, although Dame next year is going to be on $43 million. 54 in like 2023. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, not so. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I think Hayward, look, 120 million guaranteed for a guy who's just had a string of injuries yeah. is not amazing. Yeah. You don't want to see that number ideally. Mm. I think a good point someone brought up uh, a couple seasons ago on a podcast. They were talking about how the contracts are starting to blow up. Yeah. And a fun way, to, not a fun way, a good way to look at it is if you cut the contract in half. That's kind of what it should look like. It's mm. just that the numbers are inflated. Yeah. So a guy like Hayward is, would you say $15 million is fair? Honestly, going into free agency, I thought, especially after he declined his contract, I did think that that was the contract he'd receive. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that he's overpaid at Charlotte. I, mm. I think that they're paying what they needed to pay to get a good locker Somebody. room guy in. Okay. Like you've got a very very young core in Charlotte. Mm. You've just bought one of the most enigmatic uh, draftees probably of all time. One of them. Ne- well, next to Lonzo, but Lamelo's is like ten times crazier than Lonzo in he, that regard. Well, he's already a superstar. Like, yeah, he couldn't go anywhere when he was playing in Sydney. <laughs> he couldn't go where everyone recognized him, and that's a difficult thing to do before you've played an NBA game. But. Mm. Everyone knows who LaMelo Ball is. That's true. You're bringing in Gordon Hayward, who has faced a lot of adversity in his career. He had one all-star season, and then he was paid an absolute bomb by Boston. Boston yeah. And he's, he's coming to a small market team that had to overpay to get a guy in there that can help straight That's away. what keeps coming up. Yeah, they, they had to overpay like to get somebody. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, My like with that, I think... He's gonna be a good. I think he's gonna be a good player for them. Mm. The money is never gonna be a happy number, but I see what you're saying about that. They needed to pay, like they're paying a fair amount for the guy. That's all right. Yeah. Um. So that was just the Hayward segment. All right. So let's let's look at some offseason moves. Um. We'll just fire through these. Um. Just some of the the things that teams did, whether we like them or don't like them. Um. Let's let's start with Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Uh. Can I say properly rated? I don't think it was either over or under. Maybe th- a little bit overrated. I think it was an overrated move, and I think they overpaid to get him. Okay. Especially without Giannis being locked in. That's that's a worry. That's fair. Yep. I think the reason they made the move is because it make it. I do think it improves them. I don't think it makes them like the out like an outstanding. I don't think they're necessarily better than the Lakers well, now. Well, you can't improve your defense when you were the number one defense in the NBA. But you can improve the position that they changed That's from Eric right. Bledsoe yeah, to yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. Eric Bledsoe is one of my least favorite players in the league, hands down. And I'm clipping that. <laughs> again, that would be a good soundbite. Yeah. I think Drew Holiday is a marketed improvement yes. over Eric Bledsoe. Yes. Professionalism. Yeah. Drew Holiday's defense. All the NBA players agree he's probably the best perimeter defensive yeah. player in the league. Yeah. And he's a good point guard. He's a good leader for the team. He'll fit well next to Middleton and Giannis. And I think they're running it back the same way they did, you know, with the spread the floor, do shoot threes. But Drew gives them a little bit more of a – it gives them a boost of the, that position. Yeah, yeah. So All I'll right. say a slight, slight overrate. Okay. I'm, I'm saying it's an overrated move. All right, let's, okay. let's go. Brandon Ingram stays on the max. Um, he had a good season, really good season, actually. He won most improved player, so that's saying something. You had to pay him. Should have been banned. I disagree. <laughs> I think it should have. I think Ingram was a, a deserving winner. Yeah, okay. Although I'm, Bam, not, I'm not going to take it away from him. He, you he, can, was, he was most. He was improved. You can argue a lot, a few different players, and Bam was deserving of winning as well. Devonte Graham, that's another good one. Yeah, but yeah, he anyway. jumped. Yeah, I, I, I like the move. I think it's, it's uh, an underrated move. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that the money aside, you need to keep him in, in New Orleans. Keep him. Run him next to Zion. Jeremy Grant. Way overrated. <laughs> the the overrated move of the offseason. I 100% agree with that. This is this is a guy that takes, you know, 90% of his shots, over 90% of his shots are catch and shoot. Spot up shooting. He cannot create his own shot. He's good in transition and he's switchable on defense. But yeah. the amount of guys in the NBA now that can do that, mm. he was overpaid. Yeah. That's fair. I would agree with that. Uh, Chris Paul to the Suns. Uh, okay, so I'll say overrated. I love one of my favorite players of all time by far, but I think it's overrated. Okay. Just in the context of like how much they think the team's improved and what have you, I think they've been improved. Okay. But if I had to pick either overrated or underrated, it's definitely not underrated. I would say in this context, overrated. I am going to throw out there that this is underrated. Um, okay. He impacts winning yes. the most out of any point guard in the NBA. Arguably, yeah. No, not not arguably. The no. statistics say okay. he is the. I could give guy. you Ben Simmons. Ben no. Simmons impacts winning. No. What stat are you using? I'm I'm looking at plus minus. Um, the the oh. the numbers on the court. My man Lowry, right behind him, Chris Paul at number <laughs> yeah. two. He, he has impacted winning more than any other player at point guard. Um, his offensive plus minus is is through the roof, and defensively, like he's not going to put a foot wrong. That's true. Um, he's so one of the best defensive players. Straight away, putting him next to uh, Devin Booker is going to make Devin Booker a better player. Mm. Yeah. So okay. I, I think it's an underrated move. I'll say it's slightly overrated. Yeah. All right. What's what's next? Austin Rivers going to the Knicks. Oh, I love this um, move. Overrated, big time. <laughs> uh, I don't love Austin Rivers at all. Okay, he's a good player. Okay, like he, you know, I think he gets the stigma. I don't want to delve into this too much. I think he gets the stigma of being Doc's son. Yep. And so people think he's privileged, silver spoon, got into the league because of his dad. Yeah. He's had some good moments in the league. I think he was a good fit on Houston. Yeah. I don't think the Knicks are a good fit for him. I think that's an overrated move. I think it's underrated. I, I think this is a a low risk high reward type of move um, for the Knicks. I think that they can get some trade assets out of it. Mm. Um, halfway through the season, there's a guy that, like that's a guy that a lot of teams could use to come off the bench and, and play 
you know, that, that six-man position, mm. come in and play point guard and, and do a really good job of it. So you're looking at him as an asset? Yeah. I'm, more so I'm, than a fit I'm, on the Knicks? Exactly. Okay. I'm looking at him as a guy that can go out with the Knicks who, you know, we've already said that's, that's not a good roster. Um, he's going to go out there and average some good numbers, mm-hmm. um, and then he he'll increase the stock and like it's a good move, good move for the Knicks. Like okay, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean now. Uh, he's cheap, like yeah, he is. They cheap. bought him in cheap, and he could go out there and average a, a fair amount of points, um, fair amount of assists, and, and put up good numbers and end up on a on a better team. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see what you were saying. Yeah. Next was uh, Jay Rich, sorry Seth Curry to the Sixers. Uh, love it. Yep. Beautiful move. Agreed. Sixers need spacing. I'll say underrated. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most underrated moves of the offseason. Agreed. Yeah. Because they had Shake Milton. So the Sixers tried to move Ben Simmons to power forward Mm -hmm. for a chunk of the season. I'm like, again, this is a whole other topic, but I don't like the idea of like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, Uh, center anymore. I don't think it exists. It does. I think Brad Stevens put it well. There's, there's, uh, ball handlers, wings, and bigs. Yes. So you have three positions. You can be a hybrid of some of them. Yeah. You could be Bam Adebayo and essentially be all of them. Yeah. But the the fact that Curry is replacing, like, so sorry, back to my point. Ben Simmons was being put into a big man role, mm. although he's still technically the point guard because he's the the floor primary the facilitator yeah. exactly. Yeah. And Seth Curry and Danny Green also on that team. Great floor spacing for Embiid and Simmons to just wreak havoc. I love that move. Yeah, I love it too. I love I have, Seth Curry. I have nothing to add to that. Like the, the guy's a knockdown shooter. Sniper. He's, he's a great shooter. He's and, got it in and, his blood. And he can handle the ball. That's something that the Sixers needed as well. Someone outside of uh, outside of Ben Simmons. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, uh, Jay Rich to the Mavs. Well, r- same trade. Uh, I like that for. I like the Dallas. defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I think having a guy next to Luca that can actually defend that well, um, that's a good move for the Mavs. Defend ball handlers and some wings, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's a great move for the Mavs. It's a good fit for the Mavs as well. Yep. Uh, both teams are happy. It's he one of those rare trades. Well at the sixes. This, that's the thing. I think his Brett value Brown. was skewed a bit by that team. Brett Brown. Yeah, yeah Just Brett, Brown Brett Brown definitely is a, a factor in that. I yeah. think you can probably attest to the value J. Rich actually has yeah, given his sure. heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. seasons yeah that, that guy good player defensively is is stud yeah, lockdown man. yeah he's, he's really he's good a great defender. uh next we had horford uh in okc i mean i don't know really what to make of okc they're just kind of uh it Do seems like it's they're rebuilding move? what's that Do you just think it's a meh okay it's kind of meh yeah Pro- not even properly i would say underrated if anything because i think he might get back to playing a little bit better than like he yeah did i think he, again Philly. a product of brett brown like he yeah poor brett yeah he came from you know averaging really really good numbers and and really impacting winning at the celtics absolutely one of the best uh, well one of the yeah advanced metrics loved him in boston yeah yeah Yeah. and then he fell off a cliff in philly for Uh, brett brown brett brown uh and joel Embiid. it's not it (laughs) just wasn't a good fit it wasn't a good fit and yeah i think this is a good move for okc increase his value possibly get him back out on the trade market and and yeah yeah, that he'll be traded for sure yeah Next, we had Lakers adding Schroeder. We kind of touched on it. Yeah, I, I mean, we can just quickly snap it. Uh, I would say slightly overrated. Yeah, slightly. Maybe I'd say not it's a lot. Meh. It's just, it just is. Like, 
he's a good player. Yeah, like, he's really good. I don't think it's anything to really jump off the page. Um, for me. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. there was a lot of buzz about it because he was the replacement for Rondo, and it's mm. the Lakers. They're the most popular franchise in the league. Yeah. Slightly overrated. Yeah, okay. Next, we had Harrell, also with the Lakers. Um, I would say... Because it's the Lakers again, they get a lot of flashy. I'm just gonna say it's overrated. It's a it's overrated. Yeah, it's an yeah. overrated move. He's not like the he doesn't make or break a championship no. team. No, they're already a championship team. Yeah, even if they had picked up like. And I think the personality cousins. side of things too could could be you know potentially a uh, a bit of a distraction. Ooh. Um, I didn't look at it like that. Yeah, having having guys like you know they've just removed like Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee <laughs> and. You know, who else did they get rid of? Rondo is another locker room it's a lot guy. Of headaches. That, yeah, that there are a lot of you know big personality guys, guys that demand a lot of the ball, and you you bring in another one like mm. yeah, that's he, fair. He wasn't happy at the Clippers. Um, I think he, he had a lot of issues with Paul George, um, especially after their finals run. There were a Paul couple George of articles. He couldn't make a shot. No, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. Paul George was a, a disaster. That was a mess. Um, we'll touch on that later. Because mm-hmm. anyway, um, but yeah, I think it's an overrated move. It's it's That's overrated. That's hundred percent agreed. Mm. Next, we had uh, Toronto adding Aaron Baines. Underrated. Uh, yes, underrated. Underrated. Um, he's not Marcus Saul. He's not Serge Ibaka. Yep. But I do like Aaron Baines. I think Correct. he's going to fit well in Nick Nurse's system. It is system. a good fit. He can pass the ball. He Shoot can operate out of the center. Mm-hmm. He, he stretches the floor. Massive guy. Yeah, and he and he's a big guy. He, he's a, he's an intimidating presence on on the court yeah, yeah. shout out to the late uh tommy heinson who passed away recently yeah rest, rest in, in peace. peace yeah he uh he loved aaron baines's um size he alluded to baines looking phenomenal in the shower so thanks for heinson yeah pointing that out yeah uh toronto gets that type of physicality now so that's cool yeah um demarcus cousins joining the rockets mm. um I'm going to look at this from a value point of view because I know you don't like the move. It just as it's a meh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think from a value it. point of view, it's an underrated move. Getting a guy on a, on a small contract who could potentially, you know, increase his value at the... You've, you I'd, might say low risk, high reward. Again, yeah. yeah. It, it is a low risk, high reward. That's move. true. Yeah. All I right, like I'll it. give you that. I like it. Yeah. I'm just meh. Yeah, Whatever. that's fine. So let's, let's move on to the season previews. Okay. We ripped through that pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to season previews, and and I want to hear who you think will win the MVP. Okay. So you're not allowed. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't look. Okay. Uh, we'll start with MVP. I got Luca. My man Luca is winning MVP this season. I've got it. Do you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I kind of ruminated on it. I thought Anthony Davis was a good pick as well, um, because I think he's going to step out. I think well. There's, there's rumors that the Lakers are going to chill out a bit to start the season because they yeah. just came off the playoffs and winning. Yep. Um, I thought about Davis. I also thought about Giannis for a third time, but I think there's going to be some voter fatigue there. Yep. So I'm I going think the other, my, my dark horse would be Steph. Yeah. Steph is the guy you don't want to doubt yeah. because he's a dangerous, dangerous player. Former yeah. unanimous MVP, as yeah. everyone knows. Uh, one of the most exciting players in the league. Golden State is going to get back in the playoffs, I think. But I, d- I think Luka is going to take a uh, an MVP step forward. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. It might be his season. Agreed. All right, what do you got next? Uh, most improved player. I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. 
Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I might be overrating him. My boy. Either him or Bam. I'm going to say Bam takes another step forward and the voters like it. Okay. And he wins most improved. Okay. Uh, I've put Gordon Hayward. Wow. Yeah. Is he – I guess he would He would be eligible. He, he's coming off a season where he averaged uh, – 14 or something, 12. It was 15, but I could be wrong. Let's uh, fact-check ourselves here. Yeah, Just not throw out numbers. We're terrific at fact-checking. Yeah. Just give us 10 minutes. Yep. And go get a cup of coffee if you're listening. <laughs> go get a tea, sit down. Okay, so he averaged 17. Yeah, yeah. Which I was actually surprised by. Yeah. He had de- decent good, numbers good for what he was. Good percentage, man. Like, yeah, good percentages and, and uh, increasing those numbers and, and uh, you know, getting out to that kind of mid-30s sort of uh, minutes, mm. he should he should increase, you know. Okay. And being the number one guy, that's the big thing. Like, I think he could go out there and be a triple-double threat, like with the way that he's been passing at Boston. Um, th- obviously, there's no shooters in Charlotte. It's pretty um, scarce. So he's the guy. But I think that that might be enough to push Charlotte up. You might be right. Yeah. I don't see him winning most improved. I think, yeah, okay. yeah. like... I actually okay, so I said Tyler Hero first. I mm. think he's a stud, mm-hmm. but I think Bam. I'm going to change my pick officially. He's going to be Bam out of bio. Okay, he's going to get the uh, credit he deserves. Three point shot, you reckon this year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's going to be a beast. Yep. I love Bam. Yep. Um, rookie of the year, I got Edwards. Um, yeah. I just feel like he's going to have a lot of opportunity to put up numbers. I don't think he's necessarily going to be efficient. Okay. The T Wolves aren't a great franchise right now partly because I think they're going to fire their coach. That's another story. Yeah. I think they're going to move in a different direction. Yeah. But I think um, their system, they're shooting a lot of threes. It's high pace, uh, sp- pace and space. Yeah. So I can see him putting up like a 18, four and four type of season mm-hmm. and winning rookie of the year, just based on his numbers, not based on winning. They're going to win like 20 games in the whole season. I think there's a lot of mouths in Minnesota. Like there's a lot of people to feed. True. Um, so I think his numbers could be affected by that. I, th- I can see him being more like a 12-point guy. Um, and then, you know, off the bench, they've just added Rubio again. Mm. Um, so that's another guy that can come on and, and score some points for you and take away from those main guys. Um, that's the reason I didn't pick Edwards. Uh, I also don't think Edwards is a good pick. But right. we've already been over that. We've established that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say LaMelo Ball. And wow. that's only because Charlotte... Will be improved this year. Yeah, uh, with, most likely with Hayward and Lamelo. Um, they don't really have any mouths to feed aside from those two. Mm. Um, possibly Graham, um, but yeah, like I, I think he'll get good numbers purely just being in Charlotte. I'm yeah, I'm gonna do a hard disagree on that one. <laughs> I think disagree. I think they have a lot of mouths to feed as well. I think Hayward is a facilitator type of player. I yeah. think they're not gonna ask a lot of Mello in his yeah. first season. Yep. Because they have, unless they trade Rozier and Graham yep. and Hayward, those are three mouths to feed. And then, I mean, PJ Washington isn't necessarily a mouth to feed, but he's going to need the ball as well. Yeah. So I can see, I can see where you're coming from, uh, but hard disagree. Okay. I'll uh, take it. Next, Thanks. next pick we have uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah. I'm actually curious to hear you, who you've got. Oh. I've got Anthony Davis. He's going to take it for once. He okay. be, he's been. Uh, getting credit like, like he makes he makes all defensive teams i think he was runner-up last season if yeah. i'm not mistaken maybe it was gobert yeah 
Giannis well deserved. Yeah. Um, but I love his defense. He's he was, so he was versatile. He was definitely top three. I think he was runner up. Yeah, yeah. He's so versatile. Uh, he's just a great smart player. Yeah. If he's not blocking your shot at the rim, he can block jump shots. Yeah. I remember when he was coming out of the draft, I was like, this guy's a freak on defense. Yeah. It's, I think he's a seven six wingspan. So. I got him for defensive player of the year. I think he's going to – he clears up a lot of mistakes. And I think his numbers are going to be bolstered by being beside Marcus Gasol. Yeah. It's going to help him on defense as I, well. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. I think that's going to help. Um, I picked Bam. My man, yeah, okay. My yeah. man Bam. Yeah. I, got, I, I can see this season now he has a spotlight on him. I think that yeah. a lot of people are paying attention to what Absolutely. Bam Adebayo is doing. You just got in the finals? Yeah, he d- yeah. just got in the finals. He pulled off that spectacular block on Jason oh, Tatum. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people will be watching what Bam does this year. Yeah. And that uh, it almost always leads to awards. Like, it, it really does. If the media is wow. watching you. It might be one and two. Like Giannis is going to get more credit as well like he's just a, a freak yeah but i think adding drew holiday that people are instantly going to attribute defensive plays whether yeah. they're individual defensive plays that's the thing like you know the media pays more attention to these a lot defensive of the guys does. yeah the, the blocking and the ability to get steals so they just look at the box score yeah bam's a guy that can get a block a game a couple of steals a game yep so if that's all they're looking at people are going to be looking at bam yeah, so, that's yeah. fair. And I, he, he's a ridiculous defender. Like, One aside of the most from versatile. the box score, he, he is incredible. Uh, he's almost like a good... Like, I thought he was going to impact how Anthony Davis played more in the yeah. finals. I'm not taking anything away from what Bam did. He was injured, obviously. Yeah. Um, Would have been a different story maybe for the finals if he was healthy. Yeah. But uh, he's one of those guys that is a really good pick to have defend... Davis yeah. or LeBron. Yeah. yeah Not yeah, that you're going to yeah. stop LeBron, Yeah, but you need to move your feet. You need to be able to contest a jump shot. You could slow him down. He's going to slow. <laughs> he's going to put it. a body in front of him in the rim yeah. and uh, make it difficult. Well, yeah. you only need to look at what he did to Giannis. Yes, yeah. that's true. That, that's Took that, him out. Like it, it wasn't just him. It was a team effort, but yeah, the, the plays that you saw where it was Bam on Giannis you can see the kind of impact this guy has defensively and, yeah. and the way that he um, just impacts the way people shoot. I've never um, seen someone recover. Well, I have, like Davis is similar, but yeah. his recovery speed and yeah. leaping ability is yeah. incredible. Yeah, his speed off the floor is, yeah. you know, it, it's ridiculous. Top five it in really the league. Is. Yeah. Lastly, we had executive of the year. Oh, I didn't even put that. You didn't put that? <laughs> okay. Well, just take a guess. <laughs> Well, sorry, not mine, but I've got... Okay, sorry, I'll let you go first. Just think of somebody. Oh, man. GM of the year, basically. I mean, it's got to be Presty, doesn't it? You like Presty? Yeah. Hmm. But forgetting all the picks? Yeah, just, just stuff me up on draft picks. I had Palinka. I knew you were going to say that. Easy one. say Palinka. He's a runaway pick to me. Yeah. Like, there's well, no well, one even... Yeah, it has to be for adding players, but I think if you look at the long-term viability of the franchise, mm. OKC, they weren't doing anything they didn't want to win um and you've got a couple of really good drafts coming up so i think that they have done a really good job at piling up assets yeah and now it's about what you do with them you only need to look at boston to see how that can be mishandled exactly they have so much yeah they, and they that, that's a hot take but i think boston mishandled a lot of their picks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i don't think like just from an award standpoint Presti is not going to win the award but i see what you're saying yeah 
I'm not a genius. I think Palenka is going to win. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. I Unless agree. the Lakers have a catastrophic season where they don't win anything yeah. and LeBron is injured and yeah. what have you. Yeah. The executive of the year award is only based on wins. Yeah. The Lakers are going to have wins. Yeah. Period. I agree. Uh, so next we're going to be talking about who's going to win the East and the West. Again, I'm going to turn my picks away. I just want to go back to award predictions for a sec. And okay. I, I want to talk about a player that I think is going to take a massive jump in his second year who possibly won't deserve most improved player. Okay. Um, I think from a, from a fit point of view and from the opportunity point of view, it has to be Kobe White. Um, mm. I know you said you, you're not Earlier. a huge fan. Um, yeah. He... He needs more opportunity. He's a guy that was playing under Boylan, and that's something we need to put into perspective talking True. about Bulls players. Um, he, he could come out this year and, and really put up some big numbers. He, he's a shooter. He, he can really shoot, um, and that's something that I don't think he showcased a lot of. There were a couple of games this year that he, he dropped um, six three-pointers. I think he had um, seven in one game, yeah. yeah so. He's more shoot first, right? He can pass. Like okay. he he he's the type of player that can make you question what he's gonna do. I don't oh. think I don't think he's one or the other. I think he, he's a he's a crafty ball handler. He can create space for himself, um, and he can get guys open. Yeah. Um, but again, he was playing in Boylan's system. So what kind of NBA player? Where, where, you know, yeah, it what, could be, what can you make of it? It could be anything that yeah. we get out of it. I don't know what you make um, of it. But yeah, I mean, he's coming off a season averaging uh, 13.2 points off the bench. He only started one game. Um, he was shooting okay, about 40%, uh, 35% from three. Um, and rebounds, he was getting three and a half. Assist numbers weren't there. But th that's the point I'm trying to make here is he's now got a different coach. Yeah. He's going to get more opportunity. There's Absolutely. no one there in, in uh, Chicago. He, he should stand out from the pack. I do worry a little bit about playing with Levine. I don't yeah. think Levine's a good fit with him. Yeah. And then you have to fact... Like, they like to play Archie Diacono. And, I mean, they also got... Well, you're not going to share the ball with Temple that much. But yeah. playing next to Levine makes me question what's going to happen there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I can see Kobe taking a step up. Yep. All right. I'm happy to move on now. Now that I've given Kobe a shout-out. Got that off your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Next up. Uh, who's winning it all. We're going to pick winners from both the East and the West. Uh, just to let you know, I had picked the... So I picked the winner of each conference and who they're going to beat in the conference finals. I did the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And then I also picked the champs. Yeah, I did so the same thing. You, let's, you can lead us off. Um, I want to start in the West. Go for it. Because I think the West is a mess. It's in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah, super yeah. competitive. Yeah. It is every year. Uh, people talk about parity. That's never going to happen, unfortunately. No. But the West is stacked. Yes, it is stacked. Ridiculously. It is stacked. So um, who you got? So I've got Dallas and Lakers. Okay. Who's winning? Come on. Mavericks. <laughs> no. I had I had the Lakers over the Mavericks. There you the go. West. Yeah. Man, yeah. The I, I really do think the Mavericks will be there and thereabouts. I think Luke is going to take a massive, massive step up this year. And that is hard to do off the season he just had. Basically averaged a triple-double yeah. with like yeah. 20, again, fact-checking geniuses we are. About 28, 29 points a game yeah. for most of the I think of it was season. 28. I think you were right. He was time. unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. he's like 21 years old. Yeah. Fact-check me if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Luca's going to have a monster season. Uh, again, like you said, it's going to be hard to top what he did. Yeah. But his like he's just a special player. I've yeah. never seen a player as so young and so good. 
yeah. in my in my life. LeBron comes to mind when he was under 23 years old. Yeah. But even LeBron, but I don't think, was on this level. It's just the way he does it, I think, is the most impressive part. That is, just, he controls the game. Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. He, he makes it makes it his, and he's very different to the way that uh, Russ would get his triple-doubles. And yeah, it actually affects the way that that team wins and plays basketball. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to have a tough run through the playoffs, but I really think that Luca is the guy to watch this season. I think he, he is you know the standout performer already yeah. before the season's even started i think he's the guy yeah. yeah i mean and if you wanted to talk about the run through the playoffs you're exactly right the lakers aren't going to have too much trouble getting through to the conference yeah. finals at the very least yeah. the rest of the conference is going to be tricky 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 the clippers they pose a bit of a threat um i'm not confident they're going to do a lot even though Kawhi is one of my favorite players uh, i just don't like their just don't like the way they are. Look, um, my my hot take, guard. my hot take for the West, if you wanted to do that now too, um, would be that Phoenix are there and thereabouts in the top four. Yeah, I think I have. Let me just pull up. I've got like a whole season's predictions. I might have had. That's my homer. That's that's like Phoenix. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I have the Suns. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if you give a shit or not. I've got my West top. I've got them all rated 1 through 15. I have Lakers, Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers, Suns, Blazers, Warriors, Pelicans as the playoffs. Okay. The Jazz and the Rockets and the Grizzlies and the Spurs missing the playoffs. The Spurs, I'm writing okay. them off immediately. Okay. But Pelicans, number eight, they'll play the Lakers. This Portland surprises me, though. Being so low? Yeah. Oh, we can oh talk no, 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 no. I mean, being in there. like You don't like them? And leaving the Rockets out. Are oh. you guessing that the Rockets trade? I'm guessing the Rockets blow it up a bit. Okay. Like they do yeah. some blow up stuff where okay. they might get the most out of their value for Harden right now. I just, I worry about uh, Portland um, in the play. I think, you know, Dame's one of my favorite players to watch, but defensively, you know, you've got to be able to. And stop. McCollum. Yeah, yeah. Like not those, the biggest backcourt. No. Well, it's not a big backcourt, and defensively, they're just not good enough to kind yeah. of match, you know, the, the other teams that are out there. Absolutely. But yeah, let's. Um, Let's move on. Let's let's go to the East. Okay. So my East picks uh, were the Bucks winning over the Heat. Ooh, I'm glad you had the Heat in there. I'm not happy about that prediction, but I'm glad you had the Heat in My there. other pick was the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> but no, the Bucks are going to beat Miami. Yeah. Uh, I can see it going seven. It's really early to say something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough series. I think the Bucks are gonna have that sour taste in their mouth from last season. Yep. Miami's such a tough team to beat, but I think my Milwaukee can do it. Okay. Um, I had Boston and Miami. Wow. I had a repeat. See, there's a lot of. Did you have Boston over Miami or Miami? Over no, Boston? I, I had Miami. Oh. Um, I think it'll be it'll play out the same way that this final series did. Um, I just think that Miami have a deeper roster. Um, they but do. Boston have the ability to go there, like. Daniel Tice is good, a very impressive defender, mm -hmm. um, but he's no match for Ben. No, and I think <laughs> Game Six proved that Man, this that, year. That's uh, that was a special game to that watch. That was very special. Um, there's actually talk. It's funny you bring up Boston because I think they are going to surprise people a little bit. Mm -hmm. The whole Gordon Hayward thing mm -hmm. felt like a bit of a distraction for them, so I think they are going to have an addition. Uh, subtract. Sorry, I'm going to cut that one. I think the Celtics are going to have a addition by subtraction mm -hmm. by 
losing Hayward. Okay. They picked up Tristan Thompson as a big man off the bench. I kind of like that move. Up, so yeah. do I. Yeah. And Jeff Teague as a backup point guard. I do like that one too. But basically, yeah. what I'm getting at is they eliminated Hayward as a fourth option who might have felt slighted yeah. based yeah. on his money, yeah. based yeah. on his role. He didn't like where he was fitting. Yeah. You're slotting in Marcus Smart. Yeah. Good fourth guy. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. fourth guy. Or Tice if you really want to bump him up to the yeah. fourth option. Yeah. Um, good fit. Good yeah. team. They, I really like Grant Williams. So I can see Boston. I think Grant uh, Williams has a lot to do this season. I think he, he's going to definitely have to take on a bigger role. Yeah. Um, they possibly haven't got the wing depth that they had last year with, with you know, obviously bringing a guy like Gordon Hayward off the bench is huge. Um, Big time. I haven't got that this year. Um, but yeah, they're well and truly good enough to make the playoffs again. I think and so. And I think that they're still a better team than the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We might have to put a wager on that one because yeah, we that's might. our. Yeah. We're, we're picking opposites. I'm. I'm really just not a fan of uh, the way the ro- the Bucks roster is built. Okay. Yeah. They've been underwhelming in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially this season. I don't know what happened. Like Miami was really good. Miami just matched up better. I, yeah. I think that's what you can put it down to. Is Miami is just a better matchup against yeah. the Bucks. They could have played. And they a just team. built a wall against Giannis and made Giannis try and beat them, and that was that was it. Yeah, I think uh, yeah Miami played it well, so that's fair. Yeah, um, I wanted to. So who have you got uh, in the Lakers box? Uh, Lakers. Yeah. Shocking. How many games? Um, Lakers box. I'd probably give the Lakers six games. Okay. Tough, tough series. I had Lakers Heat, and I had. Look, I want to say Heat and six. Come on, Homer. I want to say Heat and six. Come on, Homer. It's not going to be Heat and six. It's it's Lakers and seven. I've oh. got Lakers in seven. I thought you were going to say it's going to be Heat in four. <laughs> I, look, as much as I want to go out on a limb for my team, they still have not got the roster to beat LeBron, AD. Who does? Who else did they add this season just to get even better? It, it, you know, it, you didn't. I, they're they're built to, to, yeah. to win rings. Yeah. LeBron is But I think that collect. it goes back to the point that I made before. You've got now AD might only sign a one-year contract. You've yeah. got LeBron who has a player option now. Do they stay in LA? So this could be the last year of LA. That's another hot take. That's a spicy take. Yeah. I don't know. How many have I dropped this episode? Am I going to have enough clips? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just jump over to one bold prediction for each conference. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to love hearing what you have to say here. Yep. I'll let you start. Okay. Um, As I said, I think Phoenix are going to be the dark horse in the West. Um, the addition of Chris Paul, a guy that can close out games mm. and you know really manage the, the pace of the game as well. Coach on the that's, floor. That's someone that they have, haven't had next to Devin Booker. Um, and Devin Booker is a player now that you can't really double. Mm-hmm. You can't send another guard his way. Yep. You can't send a center his way because you've got Aiton in the paint. Yep. They've got a really well-constructed roster they do um and i'm i'm happy with the moves they made i think that they'll be a a top four team that's my my hot take that's your bold prediction yeah, for the my west bold prediction for the west okay yeah. interesting um okay, uh, so also let me just mention the other teams that i have in the top four because that also could be spicy uh <laughs> i've got uh, phoenix mavs lakers nuggets not in that order but they're, okay. they're the top four teams i have in the west okay that's fair yeah i think i had uh pretty much the same thing except i swapped uh, the Clippers instead of the Suns, but it's all like 
really in the playoffs it's about matchups it doesn't mess. matter if you're the six yeah. <laughs> the west is a mess i such a mess. i do like the I, I like what phoenix did and i think that they were really hard done by uh in this playoff series how yes. can you win every game to play in and then not make it that i didn't like that that yeah. really annoyed me yeah it was hard to obviously it would be hard for them to accept that it's hard to watch like yeah. i really wanted to see what booker could do in the playoffs but i then, think that that's that's a guy that yeah know. the funny thing is at the same time I really like that the Blazers made it, even though they were clearly like Lillard was going off. They weren't ready. They weren't. Well, they just they're not capable of winning against the Lakers. I don't know if mm. the Suns were either, mm. but the Suns were on such a roll. I think I would have liked to see them play. I would have liked to have seen them play the Lakers. The the Blazers put a scare into the Lakers yeah. with that first game. Well, it's unfair to say that Dame, you know, didn't deserve to be there either. Yeah, so that's exactly right. That was that was the hardest part about the play-ins is that you know one really good team was going to miss out. Yeah. Um, but like I think Portland, Portland is always there or thereabouts. Like, yeah. then they're, they're never going to get past that first that first round or second round as long as the roster is built the way it is. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think they, they have one of the best rosters they've had in years right yeah. now, but in the West, it's really difficult. Yeah. Depending on the matchup, it, I don't know where they're going to go this yeah. year. It's, it's... Okay, so... <laughs> Sticking with the Blazers, my bold prediction is that I think they're actually going to underperform this season. I think a lot of teams like them. Uh, sorry, a lot of people are picking them to go pretty far. You know, they re-signed Rodney Hood. They got Covington in, who's a great pickup for any team. Mm-hmm. Great, versatile defensive player. But why does he keep getting traded? Uh, why I, does everyone trade? I Robert think he's Covington. just a good piece. He's not like a perfect player. Yeah, he's a role player in the same breadth of a Shane Battier style. Yeah. I don't think he has the IQ of Shane Battier, but I don't think him getting traded is an indictment on him. I think teams value him, yep. but then the teams he's getting traded to are not necessarily able to keep him. Okay. I think it's just luck. Okay. What's going to happen to him? Yeah. I don't think he's a head case or anything yep. like that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think the Blazers are going to underperform because I think they have too much depth. Okay. I don't know if their roster works together, especially, okay. So they have Lillard, McCollum, uh, Covington is going to start at the three or just one of the forwards. Then you're going to have Mello most likely starting as well. And then well, he has Rikic. to start at power forward. He's, he, he can't guard the three. Well, yeah. not only that, but Carmelo can't come off the bench. Yeah, he I can't. don't think he can. No, 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 no. Not because he's not capable, no, but he because he's can't. mentally <laughs> a little bit fragile. Yeah. So, and then you add Rodney That's Hood. Rough. <laughs> That's yeah, rough. You saw that, Carmelo. You can at me. That's rough. Carmelo is the one that started don't at me, actually. He did, actually. Yeah. But don't at me, Carmelo. Yeah, you're a little bit fragile for. I think his ego gets in the way of team success. I really do. Yeah, the same thing happened with Allen Iverson, and Allen Iverson is a, like one of my favorite players of all time, but he wasn't willing to accept a bench role on a winning team, and it got him in trouble sometimes. Practice. Carmelo, yeah, that'd be a good time to play practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Blazers have too much depth. A lot of players will be asking for minutes. I don't know if it's gonna work. They might be able to keep the players in check, mm-hmm. but uh, I just don't see it happening. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. I think they'll end up having to trade one of McCollum. I don't think it'll be Lillard. They'll probably trade McCollum. Yep. Yep. That's, that's for the West. Um, yeah. What have, what have you got out, Ace? Uh, okay. This is my favorite. This is my hottest take of the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to sneak into the playoffs. And probably at the eighth seed, seventh tops. Uh, I like the what, what they did. We talked about them earlier, and you weren't, fan- you didn't fancy what they did, but I do like their roster. I like Trey Young. 
not defensively. I could score on Trey Young defensively. Yeah. And I, we're not going to put any footage of me playing basketball, but just trust me, I could score on Trey Young defensively. Yeah. Um, and I like the Gallinari signing, even though it was a bit too much money for him to come off the bench. Apparently, uh, I like Bogdanovich. Uh, man, defensively, they're just not there. Like, they're how, not there how yet. Can you? I think they, they this, should focus this on This is it. your take. I'm not going to... They should focus on defense. I agree. I, I'm going to go like no further than saying that I don't think they have the ability to match those good teams in the East defensively. And I, I don't know if they get enough wins on the board. Okay. Yeah. I could see them sneaking in at like a 41-41. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing special. Get the crowd into it. Exciting yep. style of play. Um, Trey Young's going to pop threes like no tomorrow. Yeah. But that's the thing. They, they're spreading the floor with Bogdanovich Look, they're going to score enough points to, to challenge every team. Um, it's just, you know, when you get into crunch time, who's stopping the other team's best player? There's, there's no one on the court. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. They, Chris Dunn is probably their best defensive player yeah, on but the you perimeter. Can't, how can you have a guy that can't score in crunch time, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, you, you can't put Chris Dunn on the, on the floor for the last five minutes because the other team's just going to leave gonna him. Avoid him. Yeah. Or just stay away. Triple team tray and just leave... You yeah. know, every other player open, basically. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But they're making the playoffs. Okay. You heard it here first. Don't go to the betting places and start putting in numbers for this. Okay. But I like them to make the playoffs. Okay. Um, we're going to have a lot of people trying to claim back receipts now, Mac. Damn. Yeah. Cut, um, that, cut that bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have Charlotte pushing for the playoffs. Uh, wow, I'm that's looking, a hot one. Man, yeah. I'm looking at the East going, what if... Chicago got nothing. They have no one that is as good as Gordon Hayward. Um, I'm looking at the Cavs. Mm. You know, what are we going to get from guy, uh, teams like Washington? You know, are they going to trade everyone? Are they going to stay the way they are? Detroit are bad. Mm. The East is not good. No. Um, so the Charlotte are the best of the beaten bunch. And that could be enough. Uh, if they get a couple of sneaky wins through the season, um, then. They, they could be pushing for... I'm not going to go as far as to say they're going to make the playoffs, um, but let's just say that the, they're the best of the beaten bunch. Mm. Uh, they're going to be a, you know, a much better team this year. I think they'll actually be worth watching. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be it, guys, for episode one of the Shoot Around podcast. Uh, if there's anything you guys wanted to add, just add us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, like whatever you guys wanted to contact us on. Uh, feel free. The next episode will be out next week where we'll kind of go into the Warriors and how the Warriors are going, um, maybe a bit on the Nets as well. Um, but we'll see what this week of news has to offer. Um, but thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.